Hello, welcome to the Honest Wargamer. I'm your host, Rob, and welcome to the Age of Sigmar Monday Night Show. Uh, a bit of a mix-up, as you can see. All of the hosts are in the wrong spot, of course. I'm joined by my two lovely co-hosts, James and Dan. Dan is back, but it seems like Dan and Nathan no longer can be in the same place at the same time. So Nathan, unfortunately, is not here today. Um, he is actually in someone's garden. He didn't know which one. He rang us. He said, I'm in someone's garden. I don't know how to get home. I was like, okay, Nathan, not sure what mm. to do. So we're joined by these lovely fellas. Uh, James, so great to see you again. How are you? Not too bad. Not too bad. Thanks. Well, everyone, if anyone, no one knows, James celebrated his birthday on Friday. That's right. That I whoop, did. Whoop. Whoop, whoop. Uh, super, super happy about that. Uh, how did you celebrate? Uh, I went to the pub. Okay. Actually went to the pub. Uh, the... So I went to the pub. Oh, keep going. Uh, had a couple of beers. Um, I only had a two-hour window. You had a couple of beers. Did you have a couple of beers? Well, yeah, because because I had to fit as many beers as I could into two hours. So I think I had four mm. beers, mm -hmm. uh, including five beers because I had one on the way, uh, <laughs> and then I had some more beers in my garden. Uh, I was quite drunk. Oh, oh nice! And how was it getting a bit drunk in the beers? It was really good until the next morning when I remembered that hangovers are really painful, and I haven't had one in eighteen months. Wow! Ah, yes. Wow! Oh, eighteen months off. Uh, off. <laughs> Hangovers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's significant. Happy birthday to you, you gorgeous thank you very fella. Much. That's all I'm going to say. Uh, Twitch chat, welcome to the show. Obviously, I'm going to talk to Dan in a moment. I just want to thank Collaroo, Tyler D Jacobs, all for resubscribing. I want to thank everyone for joining us. I can see you all in the chat. Love you all forever and ever, forever and ever, and ever and ever. Uh, oh, well, thanks to Spleenstabber also, and Dawnshade for donating uh, $100. It's not dollars, though. It's bits. Um, Spleenstabber says, I've been subscribing for nine months. Time to birth this sub-baby like the spawn of Slanesh, which brings us to Dan. It Hello, is, it is Dan. Uh, obviously, uh, subscribing on the Honest Wargamer doesn't go by years. It goes by nine-month periods where we birth our, our creamy little hobby babies. Uh, so, uh, so Spleenstabber, very lovely to see our child finally come into the world there. Um, I think we should call it Blaze. Uh, there we go. <laughs> That's the name. Of Aren't you a writer? Aren't you a professional writer? <laughs> and Blaze is what you came up with. Yep. Jesus. Yep. Blaze. Spleenstabber, you cool with that name? Works for a boy, works for a girl, works for a many tentacled slaneshi thing that is what just came out of me. Uh, so hello. All right. Let's just move right along from that mental image. Um, Hi, hello. I'm 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 glad to be back. I'm sorry I missed you all last You're week. You're not allowed to tell us where you were, are you? Are you allowed to tell us? No. Yeah, I think so. I I'm just I'm working on um some some things. Some working on some things. Uh, I two weeks ago I was uh, stuck in some interviews because a a little uh, mini series thing that I I wrote a couple of years back in Australia is finally kind of releasing and doing the festival circuit and everything like that. And I'll keep everyone updated on when you can see it and just see the kind of shit that comes out of my brain. Uh, and then last week I was uh, on set and the, on it was a Saturday, Sunday and we filmed so late into Sunday morning that by the time I got home and went to bed, I woke up the next day on Monday thinking it was still Sunday and didn't get Classic. until the end of the day 
when I realized that I'd lost an entire day and I'd missed the show. So, um, so I'm very, very sorry uh, to, to not have been here, but I, a great injustice has actually happened and I, I require the chat's help, Rob, to, uh, I, need, I need a judge, jury and executioner. Okay. And uh, do we have time for this right now? I've already put the poll in the chat. Is okay. he oh, guilty okay. or not guilty? Okay, so the, the let me just I'm gonna paint you a picture of what happened to me the other day. With and I would like the chat to decide because I'm pretty sure there's a very obvious person who did it. Hold on. Uh, I just need to thank Trendy oh Love for Ooh. donating a ten gift subscriptions, which is incredibly kind of you. Thank you very much. Trendy love, by the way, my favorite sort of love. Not romantic, not personal, and in no way familial, only trendy love. Love you can do with an Instagram profile. So thank you to you. <laughs> well, and Dawnshade83 as well. Wow. So we've got some trendy love happening in the mid-morning shade. Yeah, they also like the fact thanks for... It's, people are voting on a poll we don't have a question for. <laughs> <laughs> thank, thank you to Dawnshade for donating five gift subscriptions. Thank you to both of you. That's incredibly kind. Uh, awesome. Uh, that's great. Okay, what's the poll? Quick, Dan, there's okay, a time okay. on the poll. So, uh, so my my credit card got skimmed and I got a call from my bank saying that it was trying to be used. Now, they knew it wasn't me because it was being used in another country while I was buying uh, an ice cream, a Cornetto uh, from the local 7-Eleven. So they knew it wasn't me. They knew the Cornetto was me. They were pretty confident about that one uh, just because of my regular spending habits. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to tell you where it was and what was attempted to be purchased. And I'll let you guess, chat. Who you think might have been trying to do this and might have skimmed my card? Now, okay. it was in the UK. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay, that narrows it down. And my card was skimmed, and it was being someone was trying to use it in England. Okay. <clears throat> First of all, they tried to buy £400 worth of camera equipment. Was it me? And then, and then they tried to spend $47 at a restaurant, a vegetarian restaurant. Is it definitely me? Was now, it me? Did I? <laughs> now, I I'm not saying. Is it James? I'm not saying it's Rob. <laughs> but, <laughs> but if it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck and is in a fucking pond, there's a very good chance it's a duck. So I'm just asking the chat, do you think that it was someone here? Maybe? It and might be my, it might be my alter ego. Innocent or guilty? I don't know if you've been here for my alter ego. Daniel has been away for a couple of weeks. For two weeks, yeah. my evil twin, Ron, has been at the helm, uh, causing nothing <laughs> but mischief. Uh, yeah, the, the uh, Ronald J. Trump um, is what he's been up. He's been causing mischief, James, hasn't he? Yep, all the mischief. I, I'm just voting. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so good. Good to good. Wow. There's actually a handful of not guilty votes, which um, I can only assume is people who are confused. Uh, but yeah, I when when I heard about it, I was like genuinely I was like, did Rob get my card details somehow? Like this seems one percent. Like, am I guilty? Exactly like That's outrageous. Yeah, I, I think gonna... that. I think I'm you did. End the poll, and then I'm going to look at the <laughs> vote breakdown, and I will. That's I will be looking. Diadrin, you bitch. Yeah, guys, I in the Dreadwoods. James Fowl, you're on the show. Oh, you're all a bunch of monsters. Fell up with this. Okay. Well, did you get your card sorted? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It, it, it got, they, they, they cancel the transactions. I've chopped up my card. They're sending me a new one. And uh, I'll, I'll give you the numbers shortly, Rob, so that you can pick up whatever that cheeky little uh, food you were trying to get. Also, what were you buying that was like $47 at a, Viet, a Vietnamese, at a vegetarian restaurant? What yeah, were you we, getting? We don't have any vegetarian restaurants. What I like to do is walk into non, clearly non-vegetarian restaurants and be like, what's the veggie option? And then they're like, oh, there are other places for you. Just like, go there. And I don't. I don't. I make them make me something. That's Soy what beans. I do. Soy yeah, That's what I do. <laughs> it was 48 jab sandwiches. Thank you very much. For <laughs> this is some uh, cheap jam sandwiches. I, I know for a quid. That's a bargain. I've got some of my uh, Jacob Berry uh, jam right here. Uh, all right. Well, d- hey, Dan, it's lovely to have you back. You did miss. Uh, I need to thank a, a bunch of people. Trendy Love for resubscribing for four months. I need to thank a new Patreon pledge who just joined us. Everyone on the podcast, please stay hydrated. Loads of love to all of you. Um, uh, Leo, yes, please drop us on Discord. That would be really good. Uh, yeah, there's some hot news. I'm glad you're both okay. Uh, James, happy birthday. Also, happy birthday to uh, Scrivo, our man. It was his birthday yesterday, so I just thought I'd send some love. And any of you out there who are having a birthday, uh, you, Dan, missed the Croak news. A new Croak model. We didn't get your oh. reaction uh, and your feelings, so I'm going to at least need to ask you about that before we go on. That's pretty important. Uh, tell um, us... So, my... My hard-working heart, my black, shriveled, bitter heart that still somehow pumps blood around my meat sausage body uh, was thrilled when I saw that he was no longer available on the web store. Thrilled to a level that only a gentleman's club could possibly compare with. And then, like, literally a day later, they were like, he's back! And I was torn. Because on one side, that model is gorgeous and it just did things to me that that no man woman or beast ever will i yeah but i can appreciate a beautiful frog i can appreciate it like i I was just looking at it and i was like oh damn croak got thick but the flip side is that all i was looking down the barrel of is like a a new croak nato meta because there's no chance no chance in the seven hells that they released that model without going like he has 16 in additions. Like, that's that's all I'm assuming. They just they were like, what's his war scroll in addition? What do you mean? His war scroll is in addition to his I've, war scroll. I've, I've got a bet on. I'm hoping Croak is our first three-page war scroll. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah? That's my, that's my, that's my fervent hope. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, can I just read a couple of things out in the chat? Colleru says, some guy got into my delivery account, tried to order Papa John's without a deal, just a full price pizza plus full price sides. Uh, and then and then a word after that? that. However, Guy Zidey has probably come up with the, that. the best answer I've ever seen. I had this friend which ordered a pizza once from my phone. So I saved the details and I offered to order pizza every time he came to visit. And I kept charging him. He never found out and he thinks I'm a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I go over, he just, he just he just buys me pizza. That's amazing. You're a genius. Uh, yeah, big thick frog. Big thick frog is coming out. Um, uh, which kind of takes us on, big yeah, frog which, energy. Which kind of takes us onto our news section. Uh, and I've decided to come up with a new name for the news section. 
uh, because we don't really have a name for the new section, so I thought I'd come up with one. Uh, I've been workshopping it. Dan, you're a creative writer. You know, you work for some uh, pretty big deal companies. So, and James, you're a very eloquent person who loves the narrative from Curse City. So I'd like your review. Uh, see what you guys think. I'll pitch it to you guys. Bit of an elevator pitch here, but I'll go for it. Okay. Our new news section is called, What the Fuck is Going On? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you think? Yes? Uh, no? I. The only thing I would add to the end is now or this time what the fuck is going on this time uh because often what happens is what the fuck is going on one week is completely different to what the fuck is going on two days later so i'm just saying that that Uh, is it is it what's what's the fuck is going on this time what the fuck is going on now which one i i think we should leave that up to the chat (laughs) james you got any thoughts or feelings on this Uh, i thought we should have just called it warhammer weekly (laughs) (laughs) or like take like we could call it something like new model monday because we talk about new models that's true that's true you are there's a lot of there's a lot of plagiarism here james (laughs) a lot of plagiarism somewhere (laughs) somewhere there's someone waiting for that to be confirmed on the twitters just being like i'm gonna send out the harshest twitter about this Someone's put uh, what the flip is go- uh, going on now. Collaru said, got to stay monetized. We actually don't monetize any of our YouTube videos, uh, which is probably really negative for like them putting <laughs> it out there. But we just didn't ever monetize. Uh, we did for like a month that we just turned it off. Uh, so we don't, don't do it. Um, okay. Uh, we've had new mo- more new models on a Monday, says intern Matt, uh, since new model Monday ended. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So let's move on to the, the, the news, which is, what the fuck is going on today? Uh, let, maybe that. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I don't know. We need to workshop it some more. And it's very exciting news. Very exciting. There's a couple of key points here. The first one is, of course, the announcement of uh, Broken Realms Kragnos. We already knew it was coming. But this picture that you guys are looking at right now, our first look at Kragnos in all of the other kind of releases, they've had, we've had a picture of Teclis in there, we've had a picture of Belakor in there, we've had a picture of Marathi. So this is our first look at Kragnos and his face. James, I know you're excited. You want him to be Beast of Chaos, you want him to be Kanothi. I don't think you want him to be Destruction. Where are you settling on this picture? How do you feel? <laughs> um, he doesn't look happy. He doesn't look happy. No one's going to start, have you no. ever? Have you ever stepped on a Lego brick on the floor? Mm. Yes. That's what he's done. That's that face. That's the face you pull when you uh, step on a Lego brick. Yeah, okay. All right, fine. Uh, A lot of people in the chat think he looks like Man Bear Pig, which I think is uh, accurate. Mm -hmm. That's also fair. Yeah. um... Rob, I've just sent you a photo uh, in our our little Skype thing. Could you pull that up and put it next to it for me, please? Because I think... Next to next to Kragnos. Do you think there's a fucking production booth behind it with like eight? Uh, Steve, on the graphics, quick, put it up next to it. Exactly. Dan's exactly. production well, company, apparently. So, like, yeah, you might have that <laughs> work, Dan. Yeah. All I'm saying is, he looks very, very similar to me, to an angry ferret. Um, and I, I would just, I'd love the side by side comparison, but I'm doing it myself, and and it's it's uncanny. How much he looks like an angry ferret. Uh, so I've done it. I've put it up. It's not a side by side because I don't have the technology for that. But there's <laughs> a. <laughs> <laughs> there's Kragnos. That's Kragnos, right? Uh, am I wrong? Am I wrong? Angry ferret is Kragnos. 
<laughs> uh, it is Kragnos. There we go. Look, lol, so good. He looks the same. All right. <laughs> so, wait, wait there's a side by side. There's one. Silver Death players who've been. Yep, uh, all the Silver Death players who've been praying for their new uh, their new battle tome. This is your new god, the angry is... ferret. <laughs> so we we're, we're still set on the idea that we think it's destruction, right? Like we're still thinking it's a destruction god. It's raised in the realm of Gur, raised up. Um, however, we found out some other kind of key points from this particular battle tome, and that's that it's going to definitely feature Croak. It's going to feature the aforementioned witch hunters that we saw kind of like announced mm -hmm. in New Model Monday last Monday. So there's those witch hunter models as well. So that's dad and really child. Cool. Yeah, dad and child. So that's really fun. And then of course the new Slanesh models. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh my god just the best just bringing the best us to, bringing us to what the fuck is going on today so Kregnos number one the artwork looks cool I gotta say I've said this a thousand times I'll say it again Warhammer I think carried on the back of its art quite often um, I think it's maybe one of the key takeaways in fact I think more people engage with the art than probably any other medium uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna push that out there and say that so I think again another phenomenal um, and then this this thing uh so uh we've got two brand new models uh we've talked about this a little bit before a little bit of a criticism i don't want to be too heavy-handed with it but of course uh, i've said before in a kind of tongue-in-cheek article like a buzzfeed article they've kind of unveiled these new models uh i'll say this time and time again uh i quite like the narrative and also the universe into which age of sigmar is put Maybe take it fucking seriously and don't do a pretend BuzzFeed article for showing off your new miniatures. Like, imagine how long the creative time spent on this was for the artist. And he was like, are you going to talk about, like, how I decided to put this particular feature in because I spent four or five hours researching this? No, I think we might make a parody BuzzFeed article and that's how we'll showcase the model. <laughs> because, like, we're five or something. Um, <laughs> that would be... Yeah, anyway. But like, as a side note, I've talked about that before. You know, if they don't want to take their product seriously, then we definitely shouldn't. That's the key feature. That's, That's the it. key I think, feature. I think the thing is, the re for the reveal, like, give it its due. Like, let it be badass. And then you can have a little bit of fun and be playful with it afterwards. But don't reveal it while taking the piss out of it. That's like when you rock up to the bedroom, you take your clothes off and the other person starts making jokes about it. That's no, not the time for jokes. That's not the same, is it? That's you taking your clothes off and you're being like, <laughs> it's kind of wonky, but like, <laughs> that's not a feature. Like you're mocking yourself. It doesn't make any sense. Like we can mock it because like, and that's the point, right? None of us really actually want to be disrespectful about how beautiful this, these models are because they're phenomenal. They're absolutely gorgeous, like big fans. Same with Croak, he's outrageous. Allow us to be the people that take the piss because at the end of the day, we're the fans. Like, like you at least about your own product should care about your own product. I said this earlier on last week talking about Curse City or I don't know, something else, about Games Workshop's whole fundamental problem with itself is it doesn't believe in itself. Like it just genuinely isn't, doesn't think what it does is cool, which is mental. Because we think it's cool. And Dan, James, you two are cool as fuck. Ooh, Let me put that out there. Cool. Yeah, very cool. It's like you've so. got heavy cream and then you've got heavy cool. And this is like, this is the cool that sinks right to the bottom of the cocktail. <laughs> mm. So good. Right, anyway, so we've seen two new models. Looks like it's a dual kit, so it can be built in one or two ways. We're going to get onto the fact that it's a Sinesh model in a moment. Uh, but the, uh, the talent of Sinesh 
and also the voice of Sinesh. Uh, two gorgeous, Keeper-esque looking models. Mm. There's also rumour that these might not be the only new models that are coming for Sinesh. In the graphic video, there is a picture at the back of a cool kind of two-armed, potentially Herald, which is currently in Finecast still. Also, I don't know if you look in the reveal video, these gorgeous models, I'll say it one more time, yeah, absolutely beautiful models, were in front of what can only be described as maybe some of the worst models in Age of Sigmar now, and those are Demonettes. No one thinks <laughs> Demonettes look good. Does anyone... Like, James? It's... They're okay. Are they? Like, they're okay. You never see them. They're rubbish in the game. <laughs> oh, well, but no, think... they're super, they're super dated. Yeah. I what think about there's you, just a massive gap between when you look at... Uh, and it is. It's just production cycle, right? You look at the Keeper. You look at a lot of the, the demonettes that have been released recently as heroes on other things. Like, whatever the ones are called that are riding the freaking mirror snake thing. Um... Like, all of those ones that we've seen come out, they they all fit together. The old demonettes look like crab people. And and not in a good that? way. I think... Do you not like these? I think these are so, outrageously good. Well, no, no, I'm saying, like, I, I dig on the, the new stuff that's come out. I think it looks really, really awesome. But those old-school demonettes, they, the, the style and the design has gone past them. So now they don't fit, is what I'm saying. So I'm yeah, saying like yeah. this is this is awesome, and I really dig on this. And it's not for me. It's not that the old demonettes I think are necessarily as bad as people make out. It's that you have an army that's fucking phenomenal and gorgeous. And so unfortunately, a five out of ten standing next to an eleven out of ten looks like a two. No, no, because I hear what you're saying. You're talking about hot girl group theory, uh, James. You know about <laughs> hot girl group theory? No. Carry on. So Tell me you get a group of girls together, <laughs> and they. So let's say you get a group of sixes together. This works for hot boy theory as well. Same thing, right? You get a group of people together, and generally they look hotter, maybe a point or two higher than they generally look. That's true. But in some cases, and this is rare, in some cases there's a person in the group so hot that everyone else goes down. And in this situation, demonettes are so ugly. Yeah. That everyone is, else goes they up. They look even worse. Yeah, this is like having speckles in us. Everyone's like, he stands out. <laughs> As the gorgeous one, of course. Yeah, that's what I mean. As the gorgeous one. Um, preach or preach. Yeah, that's why I'm going to hang out with you at events. Thanks, Conoroo. <laughs> so I bring the level down. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I genuinely, I don't dislike them completely, but I just think that in an army with so much cool other stuff going on, they don't fit it anymore or they don't fit the, the style for me exactly yeah okay uh J james what do you think of these models twitch chat tell me what you think about these models the the new two yeah uh they're cool they're cool i i don't know and i know we said this about loads of the other slanesh stuff i don't know if i'd want to paint them oh my lord no i wouldn't go near with a 10 foot brush. like like part of me is like would. oh I like, all that cloth, that would be great. And then I look at the wings, I'm like, oh, but maybe not. I would paint and then that. Like, yeah? Yeah. Cause my new painting philosophy is, I don't give a fuck what your opinion is on my painting. That's my <laughs> that new philosophy. I'd paint it whatever think... colours I wanted. I'd miss a bunch, or I wouldn't. I'd try my hardest. And if I put it down, and you said anything other than, that looks really great, 
which you should do. We talk about the social contract all the time. Every time you play Warhammer against another person, your only response should be, your army looks great. Carte blanche. Every time. If you say anything else, awful. She'd be like, your army looks great. James, your ugly marauders you painted in like four minutes. I'd be like, they look uh, really great. It was actually two hours per 20. <laughs> <laughs> I'd just like to put that out there. Two hours per 20. Uh, but no, super cool. Really like them. Um, I'll just put it out there because I'll bring in the debate. I like the non-peacocky one that looks like a sail barge with its wings more than the peacocky one. It doesn't mean oh. I don't like the peacock one, but I think the the almost like wings the voice. slash sail barge. Yeah, the voice. I prefer the one. voice as well. Is is a is like more... I don't know if it's just the paint scheme though. For me, I like the voice more. For me, I think the the re- I prefer the voice as well. I think because it's kind of a two parter. I like that it looks le- like it looks more regal. But with the wings to the the side, anyone watching the the listening to the podcast has no idea what I'm talking about. Go and have a look at the model. Um, the the first one, the wings become a big fan, right? So I lose the model in the size of the fan. Whereas oh, the see, second yeah. one, because the wings are to the side, they actually draw your attention down to the keeper itself. So I'm focusing on the demon, not its uh, peacock thing. Whereas with the the other one, it's kind of I feel like the model gets lost behind the huge complex fan. Yeah, it's well, honestly, it's just a design, like you know, where your eye is drawn thing to get well, hella specific about. I it. think I think if someone spent the time on the wings behind, mm. you could end up with some insane kind of like hand um hand painted piece behind mm. in that sort of fan there and then similarly also i i think they both look incredible i've said this before i think the keepers of sunesh are very very good like they've managed to get that like androgynous feel to them like it done really really well i think that they're lithe but somehow deadly looking shalaxi having one attack on the spear is still maybe one of the funniest things in age of sigma <laughs> still like and maybe forever maybe you can only throw it what you can only Push once with a spear. Once it's you, only have, you only have one soul, so you'd only need one attack with soul piercer. There you go. That's probably mm-hmm. that's where my philosophy's at. But like beautiful, beautiful models, and they look really good. And I think I think I prefer this part of the Sinesh range than I do maybe the mortal element of it, but I still think it looks phenomenal. But putting those next to fugly ass uh demonettes is gonna be hilarious and i think that this isn't going to be the only stuff we see from Sinesh. so we might see a herald we might see some other stuff as we as we saw in the video um so i guess this kind of brings us on to the conversation uh about there being new Sinesh models so soon so soon and being some new some new rules at least in broken realm tech uh, sorry broken realm kragnos for Sinesh only having had Sinesh. let's put a couple of like contextual points in number one we're pretty certain that the Sinesh book should have been out last year yeah. Number mm. two, probably won't offend anyone that they have to get new uh, mo- new rules. Um, no one obviously cares about getting new models. Everyone likes new models. No one probably cares about getting new uh, rules for Sinesh because all of their rules from the last book were awful. So any new ones, amazing. Uh, welcome. <laughs> like, <laughs> is great. Uh, however, like, clearly, very much like with Croak, I assume, uh, we don't know, maybe Croak was a standalone piece, but the Sinesh stuff, obviously... It feels like it was all designed at the same time. We talked about this already. Lumineth definitely is part of that conversation. It seems like an ongoing conversation where we are getting uh, releases kind of chopped up and put into different sections. So you have to buy as much. They're maximizing how many books you have to buy. Now, Mm. an important point to note also for context is 
is that most of us, me included, will be picking up the Broken Realms Kragnos book because I actually think that they're knocking it out of the park with the story. For the battle Knocking it out of the park. Like, um, I'm going to put that in there. So, uh, and, and then I think, but they have to put rules in there to justify, like, I don't know if anyone buys books regularly anymore, but books aren't £25. I don't know if anyone's been to a bookshop. Like, they're crying. They're like, three for two? Nine pound? Three for two? Like, they'll sell you books very cheap. Like, that's not even including getting them secondhand or even, like, just on Amazon anyway. Books are pretty cheap. 25 pounds, like, a lot. Uh, so, James, you got any thoughts on this? Uh, well, I think I talk. I mean, I've talked about it loads of times, I think. But, like, I don't want a physical book anymore anyway. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, all I want is digital. Um, we'll come on to that in a point, in a moment, but yeah. But like for me, like I don't want to carry like if if I'm gonna need four books for an event, that's annoying in its own right because I have to flip between them. But we all know that I've played some Lord of the Rings now, and I have to juggle between books for that game anyway because of how it works. So fine, I can live with that. But I don't want to be sat with like a stack of four books on the side of a table. It's messy. It's annoying, and I don't want to have to like fold pages to find where I want to be. Mm. So for me, like. I don't want to spend, and and I think like I know we talked about it with the general's handbook, um, but I think for me like that was a good example. So for me to have a physical copy of the general's handbook in my hand was twenty twenty five quid. Mm-hmm. For me to have mm. the digital book was twelve quid. Yeah. Um, and if I even remove like if if I'd have saved, if it was eighteen pound to twenty five, I'd save six quid. I'd or seven quid. I'd still have done it that way because I'm sick of it. Like, I don't keep the battle tomes, and I know that will upset people. But every one of my general's handbooks, when it runs out, goes in the recycling and gets recycled. Because there is a shelf life on these books, right? Yeah. Hmm. like, And I think battle tomes people keep for narrative for years, don't they? So I still Hmm. have some of the really old Warhammer beasteries and stuff because they were cool. Hmm. But rule books to me, in the end, like, I don't want them. Um, and I think especially like I own as someone who played Stormcast when they came out, there was what three books, four books. Quick, quick, quick question, quick oh question, gosh, Twitch yeah. chat. How many Stormcast books have there been since the game started? Guess. Make a decision now, James. Go pick a number. I think it's four. Dan, I'm going to go six because I'm going to include any other books that they've received rules in. Wow, cheater, cheater. The answer is of course four. Um, uh, but uh, I don't know which other two books. Oh wait, so Broken Realms. Oh wait, two other books they had rules put in. They're in cities too. Uh, they they're not uh, in cities, are they? What you could take some Stormcast. Are you yeah. throwing that into <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> didn't they get rules in that uh, in Malign Portents as well? Didn't they get another? I don't know. Who knows that book? That book might as well have gone in the bin. What do you mean? Lethesian <laughs> Defenders was top tier for months. <laughs> <laughs> um right okay so yeah like D- dan what are your thoughts so far on on kind of the book thing yeah i'm i'm kind of in the same boat as you are and one of the things that i really hope they do which i'm just crossing my fingers so hard i don't think it'll happen do you remember the end times so the end times did a similar thing to broken realms where it was like four books with Fine. big changes That's to the nice. army big fun changes to for me i enjoyed it big fun changes to gameplay but it pushed the story every single time and then at the end they released uh was it three was it four can't remember i think it was like thankwall kane nagash nurgle book yeah anyway something like five, that but it yeah. might have been four. Might have been five. but then they they released like 
a collected tome of just the storyline as well. And which was unfortunately like years after the fact, but I, I really wish I picked up that book because the story of the end times for me was fucking spectacular. I loved that they were killing off heroes, like actual genuine named characters that you could use in the game. And it was like, nope, dead now. I was like, oh, but it was cool because you could replay the battles where certain heroes died. It's like, I don't know, like Lord of the Rings. The argument where people are like, well, no, you can't kill off that character because blah, blah, blah. Everyone knows that freaking Boromir dies. Uh, spoilers. But it, it doesn't Jesus mean that... furious. You just yeah. ruined them for me! <laughs> <laughs> but it doesn't mean... It doesn't mean that people go like, oh, well, I'm not going to play any of the stuff from uh, earlier in the, the Fellowship of the Ring stuff or any of those storylines because I know that Boromir dies, so I'm not going to bother playing with him. Buggy you! It's fun! Uh, so I, I dig it. I'm... I absolutely didn't pick up the Lumineth battle tome because I'm still hurting over that, uh, how quickly that came on the back of the old one. But I'm I'm picking up all of the uh, uh, Broken Realm stuff because exactly the same thing. I could take or leave the, the gameplay elements, but the story is freaking awesome and the world development spectacular. Everyone should read it just for the, if you are even partially interested in the mortal realms themselves. The Broken Realms books are amazing for, for giving you ideas, inspiring army design, everything like that. Agreed, agreed. I, I think the Broken Realms I think the Broken Realms narrative and also our, our continued push for the story is excellent. And I think 40k is jealous, especially let's do some contextual stuff as well in this conversation, because we are gonna kinda like go into it a little bit more. And I know that's not the most exciting thing if you just like are, are you gonna complain? It's not really, it's just more like quality of life conversation because no other content creator is having the fucking conversation because they got a boot in their mouth. Uh, and that's rude, Rob. I don't mean that. Dick it. No, no, Rob, come on. Uh, <laughs> be, Rob, we're about to we're it. about to enter we're about to enter a very interesting time in the next six months for Age of Sigma. What we're gonna end up with is we're gonna end up with a new edition, which means a new book. Is that new book going into a box set like Curse City, which could be limited edition, like Indomitus was? And are we gonna have no communication about it? Interesting point where we're at. Next one, and this is really important. 40k, the biggest game system, so why Age of Sigmar somehow thinks it's a special snowflake, because it is not, because they don't even care to deign us with an FAQ, why they think that we are not going to have no digital releases, James. Like, you think you're, you're, get, you're carrying around physical books, and there are physical books that are sold out across the world for 40k. So in some places, you can't buy the physical copy of a book for your rules, which is currently the case. I don't know, yep. like, like, uh, and the whole community not being upset about the fact that there's no communication about this or that we're getting our armies broken apart in chunks is confusing to me. And I'll explain why. I think one of the problems that we're going to face is when you're purchasing a new army, because these new models are phenomenal. If you're a Sunesh player, you might have listened to one of the earlier reviews and gone, oh, they sound really great. And they read the book and realized those people are lying. What you all mistaken by accident several times, consistently, all the time, even though they get free stuff. It's a weird, like, it's a, like, I, Dan, I don't really understand what it is. It's some sort of weird context. I don't, I don't get it. It's some sort of knock on effect. But you I, might have I thought, do you know, know what? Th yeah. I won't spend money on Slangor, for example, or Twin Souls, because these mm. amazing new models are coming out. Because traditionally, mm. because when people talk about how we buy armies, there has been up until recently, a pretty set-in-stone standard way of it happening. They would release a new book with a bunch of new models, and that'd be it for a couple of years. Mm. 
right? That's been pretty much the standard for a long time, I'd say. That's mm. been the system. Now that's not the system. So we all need to change and develop with this paradigm. And that paradigm is difficult for us to deal with because we're not really sure what it is because the company mm. haven't communicated the paradigm. That's kind of the weird point about it. Thank mm. you very much to AS- AOS3 Book Fund for James for donating a pound to the show. That's very much appreciated. Um, right? Much appreciated. So, <laughs> much appreciated. So, uh, yeah, like it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting time for all of us as consumers because mm. we do want to consume. We like the hobby. We like mm. the stuff that's out. I like the Broken Realms books. I want to consume them. I'm not paying them for the rules because the mm. rules are insanely put together. They're in mm. the back of a storybook. That's mental. Imagine, James, if you were playing League of Legends, let's say, and you were like, what does this champion do? But you had to flick through a physical book for 40 pages before you found out what Q did. You'd be like, what fucking planet am I on? Like, what am I doing? Like, it's mental. And it shouldn't be in that. It should be in, like, a searchable database. That's why I love Wahapedia.ru. And Mm. I'll say it time and again. I don't care that, like, I don't care about any other element about it. What I love about it is I type in Iron Circlet for Daughters of Cain. Dan, do you know what that does? It, uh, I don't know what it does, but I'm pretty sure if you were on wahipedia.ru, you could find out in 30 seconds. That's the best bit. Whereas, Jane, <laughs> I kind of want to do like a competition. Uh, Dan, give me a battle tome that you've got to hand. Or, okay, uh, James. Yep. Let's do it. We'll do. A, are we doing a race? Is that what we're doing, Rob? That's what we're I'm, doing. I'm down for this. Yeah, okay. Let's do a race. I'm going to have it not open. Yeah. Uh, let's go with Cities of Sigma because it's a big one. Cities okay, of James, Sigma. James, get right me Wahapedia.ru. I'm going to Wahapedia. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, I, I'm going to make it. Uh, I'm going to make it easy. Okay. I would like you to tell me, James and Dan, what the Viridian Pathways Battalion does. Viridian Pathways Battalion race. Let's go. <laughs> I actually really want to win, but I also know that like it's. Uh, it, uh, oh no, Viridian Pathfinders. Yeah, uh, that's the one, James. Uh, I got it uh, wrong. Uh, I can tell you what it does. Uh, it's one living tell city, me. Nomad, one living city, nomad prince. Three mm-hmm. units of living city wildwood rangers. Nought to one units of living city wild riders. Uh, it's a hundred forty okay. points. That's the, that's the, that's, okay. that's all I needed. That's all I needed. That's all. What about a command trait? Oh my god! What about um, the white fire tome? Uh, oh no, that's not a command trait. Sorry, that's a that's an artifact. It's a white fire tome. But Dan, I'm not even telling you it's an artifact because you shouldn't be allowed to know that. <laughs> white fire James? tome. I know this uh, book really well as well. Oh no! Oh, it's wrong way. Wrong way. Wrong way. It's a robot. <laughs> no, other wrong way. I went the other wrong way. What does it do? Oh no! I haven't. I haven't because I've got to search the bloody page. No, Dan might beat me on this. I got one. it. I got it. Okay. All right. Well done. Well done. Uh, What does it do, Dan? Uh, It's a book of esoteric and arcane secrets. Perfect. Perfect. If the bearer is a wizard, they know all the. Anyway. Um. But yeah, it's but genuinely not having to have like think about it. If you go to a tournament, you've got your usually (laughs) you have your. (laughs) What are you doing? (laughs) <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we've just put the hot guys computer stuff in here. Don't worry. Uh, thank you very much to Patrick Cater, who's been making me laugh a lot recently. Uh, anyway, my point is, my point is, is that we play like a very complicated game, and what's weird is the game designers be- seem to be making the ecosystem of learning how to play that game more confusing, more expensive, definitely, 
but they're a business or whatever. But more difficult is my major problem. And also more confusing for you as a buyer. Because you're like, like, are you buying these down or do you think there might be more Sinesh? Because mm. is there yeah. a new Sinesh book? Well, especially after what happened with the Lumineth. That's what I'm always thinking every release now. Is this book released feature complete? And the answer is but, no. Yeah. And but also the question is is like, is this book incomplete for six months? Or is this book incomplete for two years? Because if it's two years, sure, I'm gonna go ahead and build the army. If it's six months, why the fuck would I bother? That's the problem, right? In the communication. Because there's no roadmap. So we have no roadmap, so we don't understand what the process is. Mm. That is quintessentially and should be everyone's problem. Everyone should be perturbed by it. You don't have to be angry about it. You just have to understand it. And I guess the real question is, is what to do about it? Because, as someone pointed out today, I will be picking up the book. It's not like I'm not picking up the book. But in no way am I picking up the book for the rules. Even though the rules will be the only thing that I really talk about on the show. I'll be reading the story for me. I'll be super excited about that. Really looking forward to that. See how the whole story kind of ties off. However, I won't be picking up it for the rules. Because it's like, what do you want me to do? Carry it with me to... To mm. places, it's mental. I've got to carry an yeah. army. I'm not carrying eight books. Like, <laughs> imagine if, imagine if this is the new release schedule, though. So let's just say, so Broken Realms ends. All the realms are broken. We get Age of Sigma three, and what they say is, what we're now going to do is release twelve books a year, mm -hmm. one each month, and there will be one unit from each army in each book. <laughs> But you get some good narrative too. Okay. But if you want to play in December, please take January through to December's books with you. I, uh, Dan, I, what about you? I hate that. <laughs> uh, that makes me rage. Uh, I honestly, I, I more than anything, all it comes down to, and you can do any of these, is just communication. And I I actually, I spent a long time in my last two jobs explaining this to people about why communication is important. If you'll permit a tangent uh, that anyone who works in a team is allowed to steal. You know when people are waiting for a train sta at a train station, right? For a train that's late or not coming. And you feel that frustrated tension going through everybody. Like just few, because they're frustrated. They're going to a date. They're going to work. They're late to get home and go to sleep or whatever the hell it is, right? They're really, really angry. And then the train comes and it's late or whatever and they all get on and they're still shitty. They're shitty until they get home. They're frustrated for the rest of that trip or wherever they're going. As soon as somebody comes over the announcement and is like, ladies and gentlemen, we're really sorry for the delay. There was a signal issue up the line. The train is on the way. It's going to be another six minutes. Those people are still delayed by another six minutes. But the fact that they know means that they're relaxed. It used to happen to me all the time on Sydney City, like on the stations at Sydney City and in Brisbane. And people, they're still they're still late, they're still frustrated, but they're okay with it and because they know what's happening. I think the thing that's getting to people and the thing that people aren't able to really articulate with the Cursed City release, with the Lumineth Realm Lord release, with all of that, is that we're so frustrated by the fact that we just don't know what's happening around us and we're like i want to give you money i want to make decisions i want to do this but when i have no idea and the rug can be pulled under me at any second it's really fucking frustrating and yeah. i think the the problem is is it's scary 
to confront that and to open yourself up to the possible uh, ridicule and frustration. But it's a very forgiving hobby and we want to love it. We're sitting here like trying to adopt the puppy being like, let me love you. And the puppy keeps trying to piss on us. So it's like, come on, just give Warhammer community the, the ammunition they need to take care of us. Allow them to apologize for the stuff that's dodgy. And I think they'd find a lot of us would be quite forgiving in all of that as opposed to so uh, forgiving. Yeah, like, that's the point. And do you know what? That cycles us back to the beginning of this conversation and also this release. Not only do we get, like, they're like, all right, guys, we've got to spend some time announcing the new Sinesh stuff. It's like, okay, well, why don't we talk to the narrative guys who've, like, spent ages writing it, or the designers who designed it. They're like, no, let's let's workshop what will be funny. And it's like, no, you're not funny. You're not a comedy group. Mm. Like, I w- like, if Games Workshop like, live next week, Games Workshop tickets to the comedy show, like, comedy show from Games Workshop, like, I don't want to go, because at best, pretty shit. Like, at best, yeah? I don't want you to be funny. I want you to tell me evocative stories with beautiful models. Just do that and fucking shut up. Like, it's that easy, and they don't do it. So, anyway. That, but the models look really great, of course, and it's fun, and the story's going to be good. Uh, Games Workshop have closed the factory and pre-orders for a few weeks. That's going to be interesting. Actually, uh, Dan, James, kind of like, I'd like to come back to this conversation, so I'm going to mark it, and everyone else in the chat. What are you going to do when they decide that no longer are we going to do paper books and it's going to stick as digital? Uh, Digital books are going to go. How do you two feel? I don't know how I'm going to get my fiber intake, uh, because usually that's how I I get the knowledge from a book is I eat it. It's a tough chew, but uh, but it gets there and it clogs me up for several days afterwards. So I'm not sure. I'll have to start eating, I don't know, War and Peace, a bit of Tolstoy maybe. <laughs> what, about, what, about you? what about you, James? What are you going to do? Because li- I'll literally... Oh, go, 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 finish, sorry. I've cut you up. You finish. No, just because I only collect the books digitally. Like Chump Hammond was saying in the chat, he's like, I go to tournaments with all my books. I'm like, me too. One, one tablet, all my books. Yep. So if I'm playing someone, I've got all the rules available. Like, if I'm playing one army compared to another army, all my rules are available. If I'm bringing an ally from another army, I've got the rules for the ally as well. That's what mm. I do. That's my per- that's my process. I wish I'd been as smart as Nathan. I bought everything on iTunes. Nathan got in on the app day one and bought all of his books on the, uh, on the app. And the app has been pretty good for that. You can buy all the books on there and carry it around and you get access to the War Scrolls at the same time. So that's mm. actually the smarter play. But I'm in a... I've already spent my money in one place. I'm not doing it again. But it's interesting though, isn't it? Because so let's say, so Nathan's always done that, but they remove digital books. So can he no longer buy all his books on the app? Who? Nathan? What? When yeah. if they switch over? Yeah. Oh, we don't know it's a definite. That's important. No, no, no. We don't know that's... it's a definite. We just think so it's a... interesting though. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, honestly, so what I'll probably do is what I did before, which is I will have a book. I'll take photos of the bits I want. I'll put them on a piece of A4 paper for everything I need for my whole entire army. I'll fold it into a nice little thing and it will go in my wallet. I won't carry a book. I'll just carry every rule that my army requires on one piece of A4 paper. Mm -hmm. I I have to say, like, I hate carrying books around an event. Mm. Yeah, it's the worst. It's like, and and I think even more. So where do you put it? Yeah. Where do you put it on the table? Like, where? I know. But this is my issue, though, right? At the tournament, absolutely. But when I'm at home and I'm writing my lists, I actually like having the book. I like being able to flip back between something. It's like a it's a tactile experience. Uh, and and so I I'm gonna I'm gonna mildly throw a spanner in the works and say that while I really like 
I, I dislike having books at tournaments. I think it's a pain in the ass, especially when you're like, I've got my core rules. I've got my uh, general's handbook. I've got my book. And then I've allied in a couple of Stormcast units. So I've got my Stormcast book as well. It's like, Jesus Christ. But when I'm sitting there and I'm like writing it, I like to, you know, it's all freaking, you're like a, a D&D dungeon master with all of the different books around you. And I'm just like, <laughs> phenomenal cosmic power. Uh, and I, I dig that when I'm building the list. Yeah, I think, I think and you, my, and you my... also go on, James. Sorry, after you. Uh, well, I was just going to say because I can see like lots of people in the chat are getting defensive of their books. Uh, so I well, think not, like... hold on, hold on, not Zuma Matt in the chat. So intern Matt Azuma sub sub twenty five is like all of you boomers. That's right, all of us. He's gone. <laughs> all of you who like your books, and he's right. Like I'm from. I think all three of us are actually in the Zenial bracket. So we're actually the generation that went from. Um, analog to digital exciting that in 2021 we might be the generation that also for some reason goes from digital back to analog (laughs) (laughs) that's a a different take carry on james sorry i I just think like so i I understand that people love the books and i get that people like i'm from a family of book lovers like my sis my sister and dad are big readers always have like my dad's got i think two rooms of bookcases in the in their house now much to my mother's disdain um, but I just think like I have nothing against the books being on sale, but I think it should be a choice. Like it's a choice we've had. Uh, it was a choice I chose to take to move to digital. I will literally never carry a book to an event again. I hope. Mm. Yeah, yeah, uh, me too. Uh, and this is why I bring up something. Actually, uh, Xra says uh, I love uh, a book, but fuck books. Says <laughs> Xra, thank you for resubscribing. <laughs> Davidams, thank you for resubscribing. Uh, that's super lovely of you. I thanks everyone for being here in the chat. Um, I would say one of the things that is actually that Games Workshop have done well, but not well enough, of course, is the War Scroll cards. I'd like to talk about those. Mm. I'd like to talk about War Scroll cards, not in the format that Game Shop, Games Workshop have done them, which seems like very child friendly. Available. Well, they're huge. Is my main point. Mm. They're like they're really big. Then, like, I'm like, I can read. Like, my, this bin is them a... too. Just bin them. Put them on no, my don't bin them. Just bin them. No, okay. <laughs> let, let me talk to you about a bunch of things. I want playing card size cards for my mm-hmm. magic deck for all the spells I can How cast. Good Remember when we had them in eighth edition? Dan, go, oh my go gosh. for it. Go on, Dan, go. So good. Fucking I go. Played, okay, I only played. Uh, dwarves in Warhammer Fantasy so I never had spells but when my opponent rocked up to a table and they were like so he knows all of these spells he could do all this blah 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 I was like fuck you but when he was like these are my spell cards he'd put them down next to the models so I knew what could cast when a spell was cast on something you just put the card next to him so you know what spell's been cast when they've cast a spell if it failed they turn the card over it was amazing it was incredible it was simple and like it, I, I don't understand how we don't have that in Age of Sigmar. It's absurd. Let me tell you. Let me tell you about something that we don't talk about enough. Is the generation, not generation, the demographic of people who are listening to this. You pretty much most of you are well off to some degree. You got enough money or, or spare income, or maybe you don't, but you're just a wild card anyway. Like to spend <laughs> to spend on a very expensive hobby, something that you're passionate about and you care about loads. I understand that, but the ecosystem around that hobby is generally pretty terrible. Like. Like, it really is. Like, there is no way for me to just have a, a spell card, like you just said, Dan, and just be like, cool, I've cast that spell, there it is. Now, uh, big shout out to Pro Painted Studios, who do a great set of tokens, which is really mm. nice. But the token 
doesn't tell someone what my spell does. And it's so easy to be like, this is what I'm going to cast. Or like, what else have you got to cast? Here's... Do you remember doing that, Dan? Like, you'd like yeah. roll up your winds of, like, winds of magic and you'd be like, yeah. uh, James, remember? And then you'd be like, oh, what spells you can cast? I've got this one and that one. It's like, oh, let yeah. me read them. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and stop this one. Like, it's cool, right? And then you like, you command trait or an ability or whatever. Why we don't have mm. those? Why they, they don't license it out to a third-party company to do? Because mm. that's good. The tokens, I would say, are a must. Having played a lot of TTS or watched a lot of TTS, the tokens from Propagant Studios, I think, are a must on the gaming table. Like, if you're playing a game, you just, like, I think it's an auto-buy. You're like, I'm going to collect, collect Zinch. You just buy that set off him. And he's just got all mm. the tokens for everything you need. Like, I just don't know. And then the cards. And, and... We don't talk about that enough. We make it so difficult for ourselves. Just like James doing all of the uh, objective rings for us mm. all around the world. Everyone's like, this is much easier. And it's like, it is much easier. But it didn't really take a lot of thought. We just made yeah. it. Like, it was pretty easy. Yeah. And we don't talk about that enough. Like, it, it seemed easy <laughs> to me, James. It seemed really easy to me. <laughs> Six months of my life, then. <laughs> and oh, really? two years after. Yeah, I was about to say it's it's not just the making them though; it was the the maintaining. <laughs> yeah. Um, just uh, anyway, so I just think that we don't do enough to just make everything easy for ourselves. And the idea of having a huge book on a table and I have to flip through Path to Glory to find a rule mm. seems mental in 2021. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so there's there's loads of it down there. Uh, yeah. You can make them yourself really easily on uh, a link dot here. Print them out and then put them in magic plastic sheets. Thank you very much. We'll be mm. that's Hearthstone cards though. Those yeah, you can cards. just put what you want on them. I think. Can you? Ah. What in the card? Yeah, because it just generates whatever you want as a Hearthstone card. That's cool. But see, so this you can is... put a picture on. Write what you want in. Carry them around with mm. you. And see, I dig. I love when people do that. But there is, at a competitive tournament, there's a little part of me that has trust issues because it only happened to me once. It only happened once, so I'm not tiring everyone with the same brush. But um, uh, a bloke that I was playing had had done up like magic cards for all of his magic spells. And this was, this was playing Age of Sigma, and I was like, oh, that's really cool. But then a couple of them, the casting values were wrong, and then the range was, a, was like six inches bigger on one of them, and I was like, ah, like... That that that's kind of got to be intentional. To be fair, like, Dan, oh, I just he probably had a he probably had a real deck, and then he was like, "Oh, this guy looks like a chum." I'll get this deck out. <laughs> <laughs> he looked at me and was like, "Oh, this dickhead, I've got him." Um, but yeah, so like, I love it, and I really dig it when people do that. And ninety nine point nine percent of the time, I would trust every single person. And you can't play this game without trusting the people you're playing against. What you mean, making but, your own cards? Yeah, yeah. Like, but after that experience, for me, at a tournament. I would always like I'd prefer to see like Games Workshop official ones just so that I can have that. Um that Propentage yeah. Studios links in chat. Yeah, yeah. And you guys should go visit that guy. Like I think he thinks I'm a twat, but I don't give a shit. Like his stuff is amazing. Like and is 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 beautiful for like using on the tabletop. Like so handy and should be one hundred percent what you use like like <laughs> so there's clearly no love uh, between that but his products phenomenal his ogre army also you should go check out it's fucking much be- uh, like it's so good uh it's the titan forge one james but all painted up so nice <laughs> nice do you know one of my favorite things about him is obviously for copyright reasons they all have to have names one of my favorite things yeah. is just reading the names cities oh, of order do you know what let's uh... let's go do a review right now let's go <laughs> celestial lizard <laughs> this is what we're doing 
this is what we're doing. Let's go talk about this fucking legend. Let's go look at what he does. Right, okay. So currently, Light Elves are an ability that's come out. And you think, 40 quid. But he's the only guy that makes them. So fucking who cares, right? And it's one box of toys, yeah, for everything. And look at this. He's, you can choose the colour. Uh, Light Dan, Elves, though, these are. Light Elves. Light Elves. Could, don't know what army that is. Could be for anything. Dan, what colour are you going to go for? Ooh, for for the light elves, mm-hmm. mm, mine are dead, so I would like purple because okay, they're all well, actually they've is... kind of got a either purple or they've got a kind of green ghostly hue to them. So one of the greens maybe. Mm-hmm. But look at that. So there you go, and look at all the tokens you've got. So you can put this unit flies now. I've halved your move. It doubles your move. Mortals on five pluses. Reroll hits versus a unit. Like they're not just like some generic things. I mean, you can make mm. them yourself, can't you? On a sticker, on a base. Or something if you want to be cheap, but they're all here, which is nice. And they're the thing I like as well is they're bright and fluorescent, so they're very, very easy to see. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They're like they're on the board. They look really, really cool. Um, and then uh, light elves upgrade set. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite which light elves upgrade. Set. I assume was made because of the sudden and startling reveal of a, a second one. Well, look at this. He's got the Lords of Pleasure, Lords of Pleasure upgrade set, and then he's now going to have to do the Lords of Pleasure upgrade set too. <laughs> no, no, it'll just be Twins of Pleasure update. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, can we can we call the twins the kissing cousins? Because they're Slanesh. You absolutely know that they're getting into some funny business together. <laughs> it's just we should that say anyway. But they're all brilliant. They're all brilliant, and you should get them to play with. Where I like, do you know what? I know I want to go on about this point one more time about the books because I like I know we should be talking about the rules, but I'm just going to talk. Like, sorry, the the Bellacore stuff, but like it's a bugbear of me. I don't know why we even pay for rules. Like that's really important for me. I have no clue, and I don't mean like as in I don't know why we should pay for rules. We should all pirate, as in I don't know why Games Workshop charge for rules. I get they charge because they make money. But like we've all talked about, we'd buy the Bellacore books or the sorry the Broken Realm books because the story's awesome, yeah. But the rules seem weird because they haven't mm. really they've been advertising for some new rules guys recently, but it's been like the same guys, and they've mm. made fucking loads of money in the past five years, like mm. loads and loads and loads of models. So much so, in fact, that Bellacore, which we're about to talk about, you can't even buy. You can't <laughs> buy their new model. Like, they're making... Too many people are buying their models. And mm. surely they're a model company, yeah? I talk about the rules a lot on the show. I talk about the rules a lot. In fact, it's the thing I talk about most, more than anything. I just talk about the rules. I talk about how they interact. I talk about what goes down. All I do is talk about the rules. Because, for me, they're a vehicle for the game, right? But there is a whole swath, and apparently, according to everyone else on the internet, it's the largest section of people on the internet who only buy them to have fun with and a little mess around with their mates so the rules don't really matter so the fact that the rules are bad isn't an issue at all and the fact that some of them are in- uninteractive isn't an issue in any way so why would you even be bothered about the rules then why the fuck are they even charging them for us like if they aren't important why am i paying for them <laughs> like if you, like if your pushback to me constantly is that these don't need to be good because no one cares that they're good then why is anyone paying for them why are they something that they charge for and instead they're not something they give away free like loads of other game designers like Hearthstone. Mm. I know we're just talking about right now. That's free to just get in and play. 
yeah, like or online at least. Sorry, uh, if you play it online, League of Legends, another example, PUBG, free. They have a like a market where they're like, just play our game. It's really fun. You'll spend mm. some money, and they make loads of fucking money. Like, mm. Do you think Fortnite? games like would? Huh? Fortnite. Fortnite. Thank you. Thank yeah. you, James. Huge, huge, huge. So I don't understand why there's any conversation mm. or pushback ever against the conversation that we have on the show that the rules mm. just shouldn't flat be free. They shouldn't be something that they put out. And then they don't have to tie it to a release. It's just really fun. It's just really fun. Like, oh, mm. boys, by the way, we just came up with like a cool new like armies of renown thing. We, there's a PDF. Mm. Fucking go crazy. But like, this is awesome. I might go collect some free guild guard now because of this awesome new rule set. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I of- think, or, or the flip side, and like uh, Kdred said in the chat, I genuinely wouldn't mind paying for it if it was a living book. If it was a like uh, a pay for access once, and then you have the book, and so it's updated and it lives and everything like that, I, 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 or in the same way that um, I don't know if you're playing any of the video games or whatnot, when they get new updates, when they get all of the new stuff, or they completely rework a, a game system or a mode, you you paid for the base game, you still get it. Um, I'm subscribing to the models. I I would be happy to pay for rules if I paid and then had them as opposed to like Lumineth. I paid and then six months later I have to pay again and bugger off uh, anyone who says like, oh, well, you, you only needed them if you wanted the new things. You find me a War Dolly player who is like, I have half of my book and I am Zen with that. Like, no, they're going to be like, we need more hobby crack. And like, even if you're like, I'm never going to use the kangaroos. You want to know what they're about. You want to have that option. And I, I, yeah, it's just a, just a little kind of thing. Yeah. I just, I didn't bring it up in in the the conversation before. And I know I've gone on about this too much and everyone will be like, I can't be asked to listen to this. Rob's on one again. (laughs) I understand. But it's the same one. It's the same one. Mm. Uh, Do you know what? I'm going to fucking shut my mouth when the Age of Sigma 3 comes out and the digital books are gone. I can't, like, I'll shut my mouth when all your books are invalid because they do some mm-hmm. core changes. I'm sure there are some very significant core changes which are going to make all your books invalid in Age of Sigma 3. Get ready. Like, and then, anyway, that's the <laughs> uh, Any final points there, James, for you on that subject before we move on? <laughs> no, no, no points to make. No points to make. Twitch chat, you got any final points to make on it? Let's talk about Bellacore then. Uh, is the one. Uh, Grumzag says, like I've said, Games Workshop doesn't change until the pocketbook gets hurt. They'll take your money and laugh all the way to the bank. That's true. Special edition book wasn't special enough for the first release of a kind of bummer, says Stephen Mack. Fair point. Uh, Hams fan, thank you for gifting a gift subscription in the chat again. You're a legend. Uh, Rev says, a living book would be amazing so we aren't carrying around four to five books, three to four FAQs, or having sticky notes in our books, crossing out old rules, and add the word other in command abilities. Super fair. Uh, Swaggy Shadow Sword, we made it out of the fucking new, the new fucking news. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Leadfoot, to contrast, in League of Legends, you have to pay for the unit and rules you want to play, and when new rules come out, you can use the old rules, but have to buy the new ones. Uh, it's just that the rules and models come out. Uh, thank you, honest. Thanks, Leadfoot. Um, uh, and then Toy Rob says, I hate how they release the Nesh models straight after the battle tone. That's really fair. Um, uh, there we go. <laughs> right, Bellacore. I got it up on the screen. So this is the only bit of the Bellacore book that we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Bellacore and we're going to talk about uh, Bellacore's The Legion of the First Prince, uh, which <clears> is key. So let's talk about Bellacore's War Scroll first. 
Um, Bellacore Darkmaster has got 14 wounds with a 4-up save uh, that is unrendable and moves 14 inches, which is an upgrade. So he's got plus 6 wounds to what he had before, and he moves a little bit faster. Uh, what do you think straight off the bat, Dan, James? Love it. I really dug the old Bellacore model. I even thought that it, it quite kept up. I thought it had more character than the current demon, the plastic demon prince models it's been around for a lot longer yep. but i really dug on it i have a, a copy of it that i just bought to have in a box because i know one day i'm going to want to do something with it whether it's a conversion whether i'm just going to want to build it to paint it uh, i really dug the old model i love the new model and i dig on his rules i like that it's a four up unrendable save because it means that enough damage will bring him down like you can reliably put enough output on him to bring him down, but also it's not like a couple of well, like high rend, easy shots are going to knock him straight off the board. I actually kind of like that for him as opposed to fucking night haunt where it's like three up unrendable in a horde, eat a sack of dicks. <laughs> <laughs> so one of the key points to talk about is he's obviously gone up points. So let's talk about context for where he was before. He's 240 points and he was in most chaos lists where he could be fit. Mm. He was fit into the list, even though he was a wizard, specifically because of his Dark Master ability. He was taken mm -hmm. almost all the time. So you're spending 240 points for that ability and that ability alone. So I think uh, straight off the bat, there's a, there's a row or an upset from people that he's gone up from 240 to 380, so 140 points. You get six wounds for that and you get more melee profile. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, oh, I'll talk about that now, actually. Uh, he's got mm -hmm. Blade of Shadows, which is a two-inch range. Uh, two inch reach sorry which starts out at eight attacks uh, and then it's three threes rend two two damage and unfortunately it does go down to four attacks eventually uh, but that's a nice 16 damage potentially there mm. uh, three threes rend two rend two is obviously great as well uh, then he's got the fell claw um, which is just one attack that does uh, rend one that does two damage and then he's got the spearing tail which is another one attack hits on a two wounds on a one initially don't forget one's always a fail um, and then eventually that gets worse as well, but is Ren 3 and does 2 damage. So And range 3 as well, too. So you can spear that tail a nice little dis dis <laughs> distance into a hiding character, maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, so, like, he's more fighty than he was previously, which is mm. important, yeah? He's got more output. So he's tankier and he's got more output. So that's what, so far, you're spending your 140 points for. And I guess the real conversation is a lot of people feel like he's not worth it for 140 points more. And some people think he is. I'm actually in the side where I think he is. And I think actually he performs a different role, which is good. When you would see him playing games, you would see him do his Dark Master ability and just kind of be somewhere. He'd be like a Bellacore. Chill. Like, point yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. Bellacore and chill. That was his life. Yeah. Was like, Bellacore and chill. <laughs> just point at the back, sit on an objective, be an old model, be smaller than a Marauder. And point. Bellicor no, but I, I, I like that he knew his he knew his work. He was like, I come out, I do the hard work, I get it done quick and early so that I can go home. He's he's, he's great. He's a tradie that's paid by the day, not by the hour. So if he gets all his work done in the first hour, he gets to go home. <laughs> or just me. have a sandwich. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so Moon Turin says, I found 240 expensive for what he did, but that's because you were only paying points for him to do the Dark Master ability. That's the important point to note. People were only paying 240 points for him to do one thing, right? Mm. That's what's really key. Um, so, I, like, I, I think that that's a really interesting conversation because the people who are disappointed are people who are like, I only am paying for one ability, and his role has changed. He's now a combat monster where 
quite interestingly, there aren't loads of combat monsters that kind of fill where he can fit into armies, where he can plug into loads of different armies. And also, importantly, he got the monster keyword. Really, mm. really important. I'm going to stress that. Can't tell you why I'm going to stress it, but it's really important. He's got the monster keyword. He's a monster. He's a behemoth. That's great. That's really good. He's a monster. Mm. Great. Thumbs. If Croak becomes a monster, I quit Age of Sigma. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah? That's all oh, I'm going to say. Croak yeah? be a monster. Croak be a monster, you big frog dickus. <laughs> right? So, he's a monster. That's brilliant. Yeah? So, um, that's an important point to note there. So, yeah. He, and a lot of people saying there's stuff that could still smash him. Sure. He's only 380 mm. points. Like, he shouldn't be, like, indestructible at 380 points. Mm. Archeon got killed by 10 sharks the other day. Um, like, and then, then in another match that we covered at the weekend, Archeon went through an entire Ogre Moor tribe's army on his own. No one mm. else was involved. Just Archeon. He ate two Thunder Tusks. Then he ate two Thunder Tusks. Then he ate a Thunder Tusk and a Stonehorn. And then finally, he ate another Thunder Tusk. And he was at the end on pretty much full wounds. Like, do you want Bellacor to be that? Because that sounds boring and shit. Mm. What do you think, James? Do you want where do you want him to be power level? Give me a monster that you want him to be compared to. Uh, he, I want him better than a bloodthirster, just to annoy people that play corn. <laughs> you, you play corn now. Nah. You do. You've won two <laughs> games with corn. No, I won one game. You've won one game with corn, but you have. Yeah. And you enjoyed it. They're they're okay. I would I would not <laughs> buy it as an army. <laughs> <laughs> okay um anyway so uh his dark master ability has changed and this is the the point everyone was paying for once per battle at the start of the enemy hero phase pick one enemy unit on the battlefield till your next hero phase at the start of each phase including the phase in which that unit was picked you can roll a dice for that unit so this is important because it's change it's until your next hero phase and you pick it at the start of the enemy hero phase so you no longer select a unit you don't do mm. that beforehand. You select a unit at the start of the enemy hero phase. Mm. Am I making sense? So it's, you don't predetermine. So yep. that's what you previously did. Um, until your next hero phase, and so until your next hero phase, you start at the enemy hero phase. At the start of each phase, including the phase in which the unit was picked, you can roll a dice for that unit. On a 3+, plus, the unit cannot move, shoot, or fight. Use command abilities, chant prayers, attempt to cast spells, attempt to dispel under spells, or attempt to unbind spells in that phase. So that's a load of stuff. Um, now, mm. some of the stuff here is really important. That it's until the next hero phase at the start of each phase, including the phase in which the unit was picked. So there's some mm. kind of like timing issues to talk about in a moment here. And I just want to read out what intern Matt's put a little bit up here. Mm. The way they've reworked his Dark Master ability is genius, he thinks, from a game psychology perspective. Mm. Now you're rolling more dice that will make you feel better and you're doing it during your opponent's turn, which feels even better. Usually you just roll for combat or saves, but now you get to roll during each of their phases and might impact mm. what they can do. I quite like that, uh, I think. It's actually mm. neater as well, but it's different. Pre previously, it was every time they did an action, they rolled a dice. Mm. Now, and your opponent rolled a dice, so they rolled a five up. So Dan, which do you mm. think you prefer? James, would you prefer your opponent to roll the three up or you to roll the five up? How are you going to want to play it? I... I prefer this. I also like that it lasts until your next hero phase as well. So it's a really, I think someone mentioned it earlier and it was my first thought as well. It's a great shield from a double turn. Uh, 
Because if you say you have the top turn in a battle round, you use this on your opponent's turn on the bottom turn, then going into priority, you know that you've kind of shut down something really threatening uh, if they win priority and get a double turn on you. Uh, I also like, I really like that you roll for each individual thing. I really, really like that because it means that the, from a gameplay perspective, you haven't just turned off my unit for a turn. You've got me thinking tactically like, or if do I rely on this unit shooting? I really need them to, but I could also rely on it not happening and I could plan around it. It just, it leaves a lot of tactical room there. I like that. Right, and three up is good because it's only two thirds of the time. When it was the stupid Slanesh you fight last locust that went off on a two up, it was like pretty much guaranteed. Yeah, okay, that's super fair. Uh, James, what do you think? Uh, charge isn't listed. I'm guessing that classes is a move. It does. Charge isn't yeah. listed. I was just like, uh, 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 on a three plus unit, cannot move, shoot, fight, use command abilities, champ prayers, attempt to cast spells, attempt to dispel ender spells. Oh no, that's true. And you cannot a move. charge. A charge is a move that yeah. really ignores the three inch. Uh, like the a charge is yeah. just uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's, it's interesting. interesting. It corrects James. Correct that. Because someone somewhere is going to be like, oh, it doesn't say charge. Well, I mean, um, if if they somehow like pass them out, so a charge move was a charge move, and a piling move became a piling move, they'd have to re FAQ that. Otherwise, yeah. it wouldn't apply. So good work there, James. Smart. That's mm. good. Um, I I think it makes it a more interactive game. I think, like for me, like the one thing I would always say is like, and I'm sure everyone knows because it gets brought up all the time. But most of my Sigma armies tend to be lots of models because the nerd in me likes to almost play like a little strategic runaround game where I play with an army rather than like five big models. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for me, like, this makes more of a game of it because I'm like, cool, like, I want to charge this unit. And now instead mm. of committing one unit to it, I'm going to have to commit two because one of them could be turned off. So let's let's yeah. go for that. And then there's almost that game where I'm like, okay, they're going to move and they roll and they don't get it. And I'm like, cool, they move forward. And then it's like, oh, now I'm going to charge. But I think for me, like, it it's an aggressive thing. So your opponent's trying to shut your models down. So when I'm rolling for that, that's annoying because actually I'm stopping myself playing. So like them rolling for it, I really like it. I like mm. the idea. I like the the thing. I think it's cool that basically what they've basically done is made it slightly more in the favor that it works because obviously mm-hmm. it's gone in in points. Um, but that actually, there's like almost an equal chance that I'm going to get to do something with that model. Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, so there's some key points being brought up in the chat, which is, of course, it says at the start of the phase. And, of course, if you, you the rules currently, as stated, is, James, if you affect me at the start of my phase and I have something that affects me at the start of my phase, I actually get to elect to do that thing before you do the thing, if that mm. makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if I have always strikes first, I get to, uh, at the start of the combat phase, I get to do that before the start. So uh, mm. there's some, that needs some clarity there. So I, I can't wait for that FAQ and see that. Mm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's there. That's important. One of the most iconic rules that are in Age of Sigmar at the minute, up there with Marathi's Heart of Cain, mm. up there with um, uh, Hand of Dust, I think is pretty iconic ultimately mm. uh, in the game at the minute. Teclis, uh, cast, auto-casting spells, they're all up there. It's in there and it's part of the game. So that's fun. And then he's got the Lord of Torment ability, which is if enemy unit fails a battle shot test while it's within 12 inches of this model, you can heal up to D3 wounds allocated to this model. 
which is great. Yeah, mm. he- heal D3 on a big brick of wounds. I'll take because previously he was only eight wounds, so he could go down fast. A lot of conversations yep. about the fact he doesn't have any sort of DPR save, so he doesn't have mm. any mortal wound shrug. He doesn't but have three hundred points or three hundred eighty. Mm. It's not a lot. No, I mean a good example would be like a Frostlord on Stonehorn. Um, like Frostlord on Stonehorn's like around the kind of same point. Frostlord on Stonehorn got a lot more output, but Frostlord on Stonehorn doesn't have the Dark Master ability, which is worth something. Uh, he also isn't unrendable, which also he is. He's only got four up save, but you can put Cogs next but, to him, and he's got a four you rollable. Like in my head, narratively, his comparison is a Keeper of Secrets, a Bloodthirster. Uh, a great unclean one, uh, Lord of Change, and I think he's probably better than all of them, and he's about the same points as all of them. Uh, he's definitely better than Lord of Change because I hate the bin chicken, but that's a that's a personal thing. Um, uh, <laughs> but I'm going to talk about like uh, what I think is because uh, we're going to talk about him inside his own allegiance in a minute, and I think mm-hmm. actually that's where he's really going to shine. Um, and and I think that that's a positive. So he's uh, he's he's also unrendable. He ignores mo- positive or negative modifiers mm-hmm. to his save. So magic. He's a two cast wizard with a really great spell that's cast on a six. Pick an enemy unit within eighteen inches, and you subtract one from wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons from that unit, mm. which is just a great debuff. Mm. Yeah, really solid. Yeah. He's also got some amazing keywords. Specifically, he's got slaves to darkness as a keyword. So even if you put him into any other army as an ally, which slaves to darkness can ally into any of the greater gods yep. if they want to, you can take Darkfire Demon Rift with him. People are like, hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> Here I am. Uh, Doomfire Sigil. Uh, you can also take that as well. Give him some plus, uh, plus attacks. Is also something we're looking at. Um, uh, yeah, and not having a god word uh, keyword is pretty massive, which means yes, you can't buff him, but also he's not locked and he can go into any other army and he's below 400 points, so he can be an ally in any army, and that means you mm. can put uh, the you can put him in there, which I think is great yeah. um, big fan of that uh, yeah, and don't worry Rev, we're about to get to that, so that's kind of his, his war scroll, 380 points in of mm. itself James and Dan, do you think it's worth it for 380? Is my question. Ten out of ten. Okay. I'm I'm going to say yes. However, my my thing about Bellacor is, and again, this is going a little bit more back to the 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 story behind him is he is the dark master, right? And his thing is that he's full of machinations and everything like that. This is a combat beast of a model not someone who kind of sits in your second rank leading and cunning and, and playing but that's out all his That's what he previously was, right? Because he only had the mm. eight wounds, yeah? Like yeah. He, he sat at the back of the board. I mean, it didn't even mm. matter. He was just, you just, it didn't matter where you put him. But he yeah. also couldn't, you couldn't send him to go clear an objective, right? He couldn't mm. fight anyone. I, I uh, just, I, I kind of feel like with his, okay, with his Dark Master ability, he... And like his his kind of fiction, he suits a model that sits in the back and should have had all of these crazy buff abilities like we saw on some of the Realm Lord stuff. But then with his Lord of Torment, it's the other side. Dad. Yeah. The one thing I would say is, and I might be wrong because we haven't seen the book, but I would say from his little description of who he is as a person under the Bellacor bit, it Mm. doesn't sound like he hides at the back anymore. Yeah, which is fine, in which case they should have made him a combat beast with stuff more geared towards that. And, um, like, he, he doesn't have a oh, command ability. 
Well, no, he doesn't have a command ability, but I don't think that matters. So let's talk about his his. Before we move, sorry. Oh yeah, one second. Um, so and I can't remember why his dark master ability used to work even if he was dead, right? Yes, it doesn't now. Yeah, it doesn't now. So I think that that is big. So I'm going to get eight out of ten now. It's better. It is better, but it does mean that so it almost forces you to use it earlier if you want him to be a combat monster. I think we'll always see it turn one. I think that's what's going to happen is someone will, they'll be like, they'll pick the linchpin unit in your opponent's army, turn one, shebangabang, you're turned <laughs> off, mate. I love you so much, Dad. You're great. James, you're brilliant too, and I miss names <laughs> and loads. Uh, Twitch chat, you're phenomenal. Uh, thanks. Right, so in the Legion of the First Prince, which in the Legion of Chaos Ascendant, he got his own, he got his own, um, like, allegiance, and that was stuck on top of Legion of the Chaos Ascendant. So you had Legion of the Chaos Ascendant, and then you had his little bit, which is Legion of the First Prince. I don't think currently they correlate now. Yeah? So we'll talk about this right now. So when you pick Chaos Allegiance, uh, if you do so, you can only include a unit with the Chaos and the Demon keywords in your army. All of the units in your army gain the Legion of the First Prince keyword, and you can use the Legion of the First Prince Allegiance abilities on these pages. These Allegiance abilities replace the Legion of Chaos Ascendant and the Legion of the First Prince Allegiance abilities within Wrath of the Everchose. Okay? So you don't mm-hmm. get That those. book is gone. <laughs> Fucking fired into the sun. Right, so uh, the battle traits for Servants of the Dark Master is you can re-roll hit and wound rolls. So first, first, first damned prince, sorry. You can re-roll hit rolls for attacks made by Bellacor while he's within 18 inches of at least one friendly unit from each of the following war scrolls. Bloodletters, Horrors, Zinch, Playbearers, and Demonettes, which you're probably never going to have. In mm-hmm. addition... Fucking love that guy. Before you allocate a wound or a mortal wound to Bellacor, pick one friendly unit within nine inches of him from one of the following war scrolls and roll a dice. So bloodletters, horrors of Zinch, plague bearers, or demonettes. On a four plus, that wound or mortal wound is allocated to that unit instead. So Ugh. in Legion, just of the walking first... around with some horrors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We're not finished yet, though, James, because it's. Amazing, right? So already 398 points allied in 100%. In Legion of the First Prince, fucking great. So that takes our 14 wounds? 14 yep. wounds? Yeah. Up to 28 effective wounds in this allegiance. Yeah. Unrendable. That's really important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he heals D3 a turn. Yeah. Um, and yeah, of course, you guys have pointed out uh, Plague Bearers would be a good example because they also have a 5-up DPR. So I, I roll my 4-up armor save. I fail it. Yeah, let's say I take Cog, so he's a four-up rerollable armor save. Yeah, but <laughs> either way, I fail it. Cool, I take a wound. A four-up, I'll pass it on to my plague bearers. Oh, do you know what? They've got a five-up for that wound as well. Yeah, and so therefore you've got a you've got a four-up, five-up to pass the wound. But we're not finished mm. because he's got the cursed skies at the end of the battle shot phase. If Bellacor is your general on the battlefield, roll dice for each friendly unit on the battlefield from the following war scrolls: letters, zinch. Uh, letters, uh, the four, the four battle line ones, mm-hmm. right, for the gods. Uh, on a three plus, you can return D3 slain models to that unit, but if it is a horror unit, you can only return one model. But that's still five wounds. Oh yeah. my god. Yeah. yeah yep. Five wounds. Right, I'll take that. Do you know what I mean? Three, three five wounds every turn. Happy yeah. days. That's 25 yeah. wounds. Well, it's on a three up, so let's say you fail it once. That's 20 wounds in an army. I never fail a three up. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you play Space Marines, right? Uh, custodes. Uh. <laughs> it says at the end of the Battleshock phase, so I assume you do all the Battleshock rolls before the end of the Battleshock phase. That's fair. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you could be janky and fun, but we mm. won't do that. 
I'll bring the banner back. I'll roll a one. (laughs) (laughs) We're not doing that, though. You can't do that. You can't do that. But that's what you know. That's what you think. No. But um, one of the 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 only thing to be looking there is I remember previously when there was some abilities that were like I think it was when Nagash could bounce wounds or someone could bounce wounds onto Arkai. They specified that the allocate, like when you allocate them, is after you've failed any saves. So, like, you get, you take your hits, you take your wounds, you roll all your dice, and then you work out how many, how much damage went through, and then you're allocating the wounds you're allocating. So, I think the only thing there is after you roll that four up to pass it on to the plague bearers, that might be after the DPR step. I might be wrong though. I feel like that's how it worked with them, because there was Nagash and the Necromancer bouncing wounds to skeletons and the Archai and things like that with the, um, uh, undead DPR save, and they specified that it happened after any DPR saves is when no. you allocate them. Well, so no, because it currently works the same way that Croak and uh, his unit works. So like, mm. um, and passing the wounds off. So uh, you're all yeah. good. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, of course, the Curse Guys version that everyone's talking about is because it used to be keyword Plague Bearer. You could potentially bring back D three. Um, uh, uh, Plague oh, drones. Plague drones. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, but there's Brad Pitt Lord. It's armor save, transfer wounds, take DPR for the failed, um, is, oh. is what it would it, what it would be. Uh, so, uh, no, DPR is after allocation of wounds. So, that's, so the way it currently works is you allocate the wounds, then you roll your DPR, and then you can transfer them. Like, so that's how it works. Uh, right, okay. So, Infernal Realm Walkers. You can roll a dice each time you allocate a wound or a mortal wound to a friendly legion of the first Prince unit on a six up. That wound or mortal wound is negated. Now, that's incredible. So, you have a six up DPR army wide. So, if you decide to take 70 pink horrors uh, in your list, you've got 350 wounds with a with a, a DPR of a six up, which is cool. Um, or if you decide mm-hmm. to take Plague Bearers, don't forget you can't stack DPR. So, Plague Bearers are worse in this situation because they have five up disgusting resilience. Adding a six up doesn't really help. So, unyielding legions, which is at the end of your movement phase, you can pick one friendly legion of the first prince hero that's on the battlefield and roll three d six. On a ten plus, you can summon one of the following units to the battlefield and add it to your army. That unit you can summon is determined by the hero's keyword as shown. So, corn uh, is ten bloodletters. Zinch is five horrors. Nurgle is 10 Plague Bearers, Sinesh is 10 Demonettes. Bellacor, choose one of the units from above or six Furies. So if you put Bellacor on your list, you can summon six Furies or you can summon five Plague Bearers, which is 25 wounds. Um, and mm. then concluding what we talked about before, uh, that would be 30 wounds maybe we could generate from Bellacor a turn. But you do have to roll a 10 up. You do have to roll a 10 up on 3d6. On average, you should. Yeah. You should. But you sometimes 2D6. Do yeah, 2d6 is what? 7. So 3d6 should be 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you should. Well, it should be eleven, shouldn't it? Uh, mm. Thank you, Leadfoot. It's a sixty percent chance, so it's quite good, really, for mm-hmm. adding whole blocks, and that puts your summoning in there. Um, the summon unit must be set up with holding within twelve inches of the hero you picked, and more than nine inches from enemy units. If the unmodified roll including a double, that hero suffers a mortal wound. If the unmodified roll was a triple, the hero suffers d three mortal wounds. So no one cares. That's fine. Mm. Now, uh, often you would see Legion of the Chaos Ascendant armies taken with Kadai, and also taken with. Uh, vermin lord not forgetting all of the skaven uh vermin lords are, are demons and they're also chaos so they can go into these lists as well so that's quite fun uh, but they don't have any keywords kairos also uh, a famous demon of chaos and he's awesome mm. to put in here and summon five uh things from especially because you get to do the kairos dice roll change uh and you've got mm. a pretty good caster 
because his war scroll's pretty great, right? Um, also, the Kairos dice roll change with the Dark Master ability combination, could he change that no, dice no, or can't. not? No, no. Oh, no, because it's specific about what he can change now, yeah, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, that's the, right. the, the Oracle, yeah, yeah, he can't do that. So, so far, his allegiance abilities, I think, pretty good. Mm, um, badass. Well, I like, you like them? Yeah, I, right. I like them because I like that they've got a really cool balance. They're tough. There's a cool balance of flavor. I don't love all the summoning, but that's just from a playing against it point of view. I think it suits his character and it suits his price quite well as well. Now, sadly, they've lost their spell law. They previously had a spell law of three spells and they have only now got one spell, which is pretty sad because uh, they like. So they've got the Master's Command, which is casting value of seven. Successfully cast, pick one friendly leads in the first prince unit, wholly within 12 inches of the cast, invisible to them till the end of the battle round. That's important. So again, till the end of the battle round, if a model from that unit is slain by an attack made by a melee weapon, that model can fight before it's removed from play. So that was put on Kadai a lot. Like, it was mm. like, cool, I have a five-up ethereal unit with a five-up DPR. We'll get to that in a moment. And if you kill them, they're going to fight you, which is pretty nice. Yeah. Like, which is pretty nice. So uh, it's a nice spell law, uh, which, I, which, you know, which is good. Casting value seven until the end of the phase. It's Legion of the First Prince unit, Holy Within 12. It's cast it on himself. It's kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then command traits. Uh, primordial commander, if you pick this general to summon a unit using the unyielding legions battle trait, add one to the roll. Uh, so that is the one that Bellacor has as well, I think. Uh, so basically, you now you know how you have an army-wide six-up DPR? Mm. It's now a five-up DPR. Oh. Uh. Oh, no, wait, sorry. That's not that one. Sorry. That one is, instead of rolling a ten, you roll a nine. And you can summon. That's what you have. Oh, okay, right. Yep. Does that make sense? And if yep. you have the Ruinous Aura, add one to the rolls for the Infernal Realm Walkers battle trait uh, for units wholly within 18, eight, eight inches of the general. So now you can have a five-up DPR. So you can have Demonettes with a five-up DPR. You could have but a pink wholly, wholly within eight, though, right? Of the general, yes. Yeah, that's a respectable size bubble, but it's not tiny. His no? base is big, I guess, as well. So that helps. It is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could have horrors with a five-up DPR. Oh. That's what I want. <laughs> just in a bubble around him. Maybe I'll buy one just to do that. I've not got that many horrors. And then uh, Infernal Charge is you can reroll charge rolls for friendly units holier than 12. You're never taking that. You're taking Primordial Command or Ruinous Aura. Um, it was one of the two. And then the artifacts of power. You've got the fourfold blade, which is super famous. Uh, pick one of the bearer's melee weapons. If the unmodified hit roll for an attack is a five plus, it suffers D3 mortal wounds on the target and the attack sequence ends. Uh, Sorry, we used to see that. Five plus. Five plus. And you want to stick that on a Vermin Lord Corruptor with 10 attacks. Oh my god. Pierce so that's, off. That's really fun. Uh, but you've got to put that on a character, right? So it's one of the, the traits. Yeah. Uh, sorry, artifacts. You've got the armor of the pact. You can reroll save rolls for attacks made uh, that melee weapons that target this bearer. That's also really nice. And then the saint skin banner. Subtract one from the berry V. I'm already going to stop talking. Um, like before I finish that sentence. <laughs> like, uh, now the the kind of like key point here is Bellacor's uh, legion really. Like is obviously orientated around lots of those uh, demon units, and there are loads of really great demon units you can throw in uh, a variety. Like Changeling is a demon unit, like Fate Skimmer. Mm. Like there's like there's some cool units uh, that are knocking around that have the demon keyword. Horticulus oh, Limits, I'm not looking at you. 
Um, but like, there's some there's some really cool ones. And I guess, how do you guys feel about what you've heard for taking him in his own army? Because that's his own army, really. Like, how do you mm. feel about it? I think that's going to be the go-to for most people when they start. But I, I reckon when we start to see him kick in teeth competitively, it'll be him in another allegiance. That's my yeah. call. Well, Dude Our Day has smashed it uh, with the new introduction of the Sloppity Bar Piper. Yeah, mm. with the because uh, we know that the spells, uh, well, not spells, the songs for Sloppity Bar Piper are phenomenal. Uh, he also can go very nicely into Leads in the Chaos Ascendant now as well, or Leads in the First Prince. James, what about you? How are you feeling? I really like it. I think like the demon units in pretty much all those chaoses, probably not pink horrors, have been fairly toy- toilet in all of their builds for quite a while. So I think it was probably time they got some love. Um, I think it's kind of cool that uh, he, him and Arkeon aren't the best of pals. Arkeon's hanging mm. out with mostly the human lads, uh, mortals, and Bellicor's going to be running around with all the demons. Mm. I, I, I like it. I, I, and I think actually it'll be nice to see um, this army played in this sub-faction because I think it fits. it fits narratively. It seems like it will play well. Uh, and it also gives people a load of options on what to use, which I was well, so excited. I saw someone earlier say that it it doesn't feel very outputty, and it feels very much more defensive. It feels mm. like you're playing against death, like you're summoning mm. every turn. Um, you know, you're healing every turn. That's not including obviously the banners on models, and then also you're tanky as hell. And if I hit you, you die. Kind of makes sense, like. Um, I think maybe that feels demony. It doesn't feel very mortal, slaves to dar- like slaves to darkness. But I think what I like most is that Bellacore as a centerpiece works so well into his own allegiance now. Mm. Like works really nicely into his own allegiance. You can plug and play in other units, which I think is cool. Um, you can put flamers in there with a five up DPR if you want. That's kind of fun. Uh, flamers are still brilliant. They don't need anything to be good. They're just good like flamers mm-hmm. are great um so you can put a fl- flamers in there for some great shooting i uh, think horrors are really good plague bearers are great with sloppity bar piper you can make a cracking little unit there um so they're all really strong in my opinion uh but i would say uh that i think he's better now i think that mm-hmm. where he was in a wholesale sense of the game uh as much as uh, chaos players are going to hate me for saying it i think he was just there with an ability like it was yeah. whatever, but now like for himself and what he is, I think obviously I'm not a fan of the predatory business practice of put, giving him his own allegiance like eight months ago so they could sell loads of fine cast models and then obviously sell you a new one like eight months down mm-hmm. the line. But Lord Croak's come in, so <laughs> got me again, <laughs> <laughs> got I... us again. Um, but yeah, like I think it's better. I think it's cool. He's got his own like demon army, and I think it's wicked. I think it's you can play it as well. You're gonna go five and zero, oh? maybe. Um, but I'm sure you can go three, two, four, one with an army like this. I would say. Yeah, I I kind of dig it. I like him. Um, I think that it's nice that he's high in points though. So if you do take him, you'll be committing to building stuff around him, which is kind of right given who he is. And I know that it's not really an outputty army, 
but I kind of like the idea that he is the the relentless tides of demons. You know, like you you imagine the image of a, a city being overwhelmed by demonic forces, and it's always like waves after waves of demons that just keep spawning out of nowhere, and they're like endless hordes coming th- into reality. And I like that we now have that we have that in a, a list, like a, a built kind of faction. So yeah, I kind of dig on it. Okay, all right. Um, uh, what about you, James? Anything more to add? Do you think? No, I don't think so. I, I I really like it, and I think like the the model's kind of cool. Um, I think I prefer it without the wings, but maybe just because there's a load of things on the wings, um, and that's my taste. Um, but no, I'm excited. I think it it'll look cool. It'll play cool. I really like the idea. And actually, Dan's little like tides of demons continually mm. come in, like almost plays into the narrative. He said he wasn't sure he still had. Mm earlier like all he's doing is like running around at the front hitting things and being like come take these wounds for me lads mm. yeah yeah uh swaggy shadow sard says he's not very synergy seems very on his own nothing buffs him he doesn't really buff others he kind of still does his thing i think that's good because that's what he does he's there and then mm. he's just like cool i'm gonna fuck with that particular unit with dark master ability and also mm. lol i've got loads of demons around me so i think like brilliant actually um uh, ultimately as kind of a, a war scroll like uh, I saw some complaints that it felt copy pasted, but mm. he's got more output, more wounds, and that they've thought some of it through. I mean, 380 points for a two cast wizard that can fight mm. really well is unrendable. Like, he's 14. 14. And, and, and also can turn off his biggest threat. I think that's it, right? Is he goes like, hey, yeah, yep. you're you're the, the teleporty tunnely unit that's going to uh, push my poo in. No, thank you. Um, you you have a little nap and go into the corner and think about what you've done. I I think that's cool. I my only thing about him is that buggy you if you wanted him and you missed out because uh, he's, he's he's all gone. He's all gone. Oh yeah. He, oh yeah. Final point. He sold out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he yeah. sold out. Also, use your old one. Put him on a bigger base. Problem yeah. solved. Yeah. Um, just uh, while you're while you're building your cursed city models, you can uh, wait for him to come back. <laughs> is it too soon who cares um, never be too soon. <laughs> like, who, who, it is sold out uh, you can play him on tts of course yeah um quick review of the stormcast model uh rubbish okay done uh we can we can just move on no it's a uh, nice model sorry he's love looks, the model love yeah he looks like model. philip schofield which is i'm lovely, gonna make but... a list and beat you with it what <laughs> okay sweet so we'll just throw my stormcast First, your chaos dwarves. <laughs> I still take you. Like, I, I, I love him because he's the the first time I've seen a Stormcast model. I, we were saying this before the show uh, that looks as dynamic as they are described as being when they come down. Like all of the to- other ones, they're just like standing there. Or the way I describe the battle cats, the battle cats look ferocious. They look like they'll tear your face off. Uh, and and then the rider looks like they've got saddle rash and are trying to move as little as possible while they're charging to battle. He looks like he's come down to F you up. Problem is, his War Scroll, he won't he ever F anyone. He looks badass, doesn't he? He's like, yeah. I'm here. Do you know what? Let's review the War Scroll. Let's fucking do <laughs> yeah, it, lads. Let's fucking do it. do it. Because some people will be like, I can't believe Rob was so dismissive. Let's talk about the War Scroll. Right. You know, you know what he is? Can I just, can I preface this? Just for, mm-hmm. he is an amazing Tinder profile, and then he sucks in the sack. That's that's what he is. It's like he's like just you're dreamy. You have an amazing date. You're like, oh my gosh, why are you so interested in me? And then you go back to bed, and he he's just very underwhelming. 
very the opposite of Jack Black. I don't know if anyone's seen the Jack Black waves on Twitter at the minute because I go on Twitter a lot because I tweet to save lives. That's what I do for humanity and to save the human race. Uh, Jack Black at the minute making waves on social media because uh, apparently he's the body type loads of people want to go for. Just saying. Mm. Uh, dynamic and funny. So, and James? have you seen, like, you just watch his Instagram for yeah. half a day. That man is flexible. Like, splits, high kicks. Watch him. Do, he's done a video of him doing the dance to WAP. It is incredible. Uh, so I believe that he would be an amazing and generous lover. Uh, anyway, we took a bit of a tangent there. Let's move back onto the uh, the the matter at hand. Are we going to talk? About, are we going to talk about? Because we could talk about Jack Black in High Fidelity if you want. Because Jack Black in High Fidelity, I'm not even gay, but like I, I'd like at least let him do me. Like, like... <laughs> you'd be a, you'd let him be the power top. Huh? Yeah, you'd yeah. let him no, be the power top. Yeah. I reckon Jack Black would be a power bottom. He'd yeah. be just in charge from no matter where he is. He'd be singing the whole way. Right, okay, yep. we'll move on from Power Bottoms. I guess this yep. is probably the issue with the YouTube subscribers. Right, so... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, Garda Steel Soul. Garda Steel Soul is the most revered Lord Celestine of the Hallowed Knights. Remember that. And a living beacon of hope in the face of the most terrible adversity. Remember that. In battle, he focuses faith as a weapon with which to safeguard the innocent and smite the enemies of order. So let me I just, feel I, safer already. So I brought up some of the other Lord Celestins on Dracoth. I'm just going to, uh, sorry, Lord Celestins, I'm going to talk about it. Your normal Lord Celestin, so not him, uh, has got five wounds with a three-up save. Uh, the Gavriel Shawheart, five wounds with a three-up save. Uh, Vandus Hammerhand, seven wounds with a three-up save. Lord Celestin on Dracoth, seven wounds with a three-up save. And Celestin on Stardrake, 16 wounds with a three-up save. Uh, Gardas. Five wounds with a four-up save. Oh. Yeah, the save's the weirdest bit. That's weird, isn't it? I think it's because in order to, for him to be flexible enough to move the way he does, he needed to not be wearing as much in the way of armor, probably. Is God of Steel Soul the Jack Black of Age of Sigmar? Is that what He's we're not saying? wearing a helmet. That's what it is. No helmet, minus one point of armor. He can have a helmet, though. Oh, well, then I've got nothing. Well, and everyone is pointing out he is, in fact, an inch faster than the other Lord Celestins. Quick, even though it looks he looks very static, he's like, I've landed. You're like, mm. um, so anyway, so that's the first point. His Sigmarite Runeblade and Warhammer, he's got two. Uh, but really, based on the attacks, I would really encourage him to just focus on one. Um, just get a <laughs> bit better. He's like- this is my hammer. I had it when I was a liberator. And they're like, yeah, we've got better things for you. No, I'm really committed to this hammer. All right, yeah, whatever, dickhead. Yeah. Uh, he's, uh, so his Sigmarite Rue Blade is four attacks, threes and threes, rend one and one damage. <laughs> he still might be in hurt. And his Warhammer is two attacks, fours and threes, no rend, because it's a Warhammer, of course. Uh, and it does only damage one. So as people are pointing out, not quite as powerful as the owl that you find on the twins from Luminous <laughs> Realm Lords, but not bad. Um, yeah, he's hurt his knee and his superhero landed. Thanks, Beckles. Love you. <laughs> um, uh, right, okay, so he's not a f- combat monster, but maybe he's a buff piece. We know he's not a tank. He's only got a four-up save. Right, so he's a buff piece. So let's talk about that. Roll, he's got aura, aura of Purity, so he's got um, roll dice each time you allocate a mortal wound to a model. He's got a five-up DPR against it. That mortal wound is negated. In addition, roll a dice each time you allocate a mortal wound to a model from another friendly Hallowed Knight unit. 
wholly within 12 of this model on a six that mortal wound is negated so they finally gave storm because that's one of the big complaints from stormcast players is they don't have a mortal wound save i was speaking to my friend valatron a couple of weeks ago he's like look all i want is for mortal wound saves yep. to get onto stormcast and this is the way of doing it so what they've done is they've locked that behind a character who'll die very quickly and um, and he's only in hallowed nights <laughs> and he's only in hallowed nights so they've smashed it really um it's perfect it's exactly what we want and then Martyr's Strength, roll a dice if this model is slain in the combat phase, which shouldn't be hard. On a 2+, <laughs> this model can make a piling move and then attack with all of the melee weapons it's armed with. All of them may be too powerful. Dan, what do you think? Mm. An FAQ coming in that maybe he should only be allowed to attack with one? What do you think? Just with the, just with the Warhammer, it seems unfair that he gets uh, four attacks, threes and threes, rend one, damage one. Uh, doesn't seem quite fair there. Yeah, too good. It's gonna, have, it's gonna have to come out. It's gonna have to cut it. Too also, wait. Good. Can we talk about something we missed on the Bellacore War Scroll? Oh my god, please, yeah. No, in addition. Oh, uh, no, there's, in, <laughs> there's some in additions in the allegiance ability, but ton in the allegiance <laughs> ability. But that's a that's a big War Scroll with no in addition. Um, so all I'm saying is that this guy's got the skinny on him when it comes to in additions. He's got a hundred percent more in addition than him than Bellacor and worth taking James I know you've picked him up excited to be using him and don't worry because he's got saintly assault I know you were like careful so once per battle at the start of your charge phase you can declare this model and other friendly hallowed knight heroes within 12 inches not even other friendly hallowed knight units which would be like loads better but other friendly hallowed knight heroes within 12 inches this model will launch a saintly assault you can re-roll charge rolls for those models in that phase and in addition, oh, <gasps> add one to two hundred percent more in addition than Bellacor. What? Yeah, you could in addition add one to the attacks characteristic of melee weapons used by those models until the end of the turn. So you could do a, a cute trick here, where you could take two Lord Celestians on Star Drake. Yeah, you could drop down this guy, and then they charge, re-roll the charge, and then they're going to get a plus one attack on all their melee weapons. That's not actually really bad, obviously, mm. until you hit the screen and die. But up until that point, you'll be or, like... Or until you realise you've spent 560, 560, and however many points this chap is on that. He's 110 points, or 100 points, something like that, but yeah. Okay, so, so you're like 1,200 points. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But you're going to have a good... You can take three Star Drake's James, really double down on his uh, the raw I power could. of him. Yeah. Uh, right, then the Sigmarite War Cloak. That's right, he's got a Hammer Cloak, uh, which is just DC attacks. D6 attacks in 16 inches, you pick a unit, and on a 4+, plus, it's a Mortal Wound, which is always weirded me out that they fire hammers from their cloak. But yeah, Hammer Cloak. And then, hammer cloak. And then can do it more than once. So like in between turns, does he sit there and like Reload. re-pin on the hammers to his they little They come from castle? heaven. They just come with lightning. Ah, uh, of course. I always forget that they just come from... A wizard did it. I always it's the forget same that. as the prosecutors technically throw their hammers and then they just reappear, right? Mm. Yeah. I assumed they were like boomerangs. They were yeah. just like... Also like fire slayers with their shields. They're like, go away. And then they're like... But I've somehow got one. They just they just keep... have. They have like eight on their back. Is that where they keep them, James? I don't know where they are. Are they using the smuggler's pocket? Is that what they're using to keep their fire shields in? Yeah, <laughs> they fold. <laughs> uh, right, and then his command ability is, you can use his command ability at the start of the combat phase. 
If you do so, pick a friendly model with this command ability that's within three inches of an enemy unit, so he has to be in combat with the enemy. Add one to hit rolls for friendly Stormcast units wholly within 12 inches of that model um, when they attack in that combat phase. Uh, so uh, plus one to hit rolls. Mm -hmm. The same unit cannot be affected by this command ability more than once. Whew, calm down. Uh, that is tippity-top. Uh, so... Um, the current Stormcast builds, if anyone was keeping track, uh, there is obviously a Reign of Stars build, as we know. Um, a cheeky, cheeky couple of Star Drakes. Uh, Croak uh, bringing some Mortal Wounds in Global AoE. Doesn't do super well, but really fun. Also, the ability to bite out models is going to be super key if we get something mm -hmm. like uh, Unit Coherency, like we get in 40k for Age of Sigmar 3. Uh, so something to keep a track of there. But probably the most uh, famous one is, of course, Hammers of... Uh, Celestial Vindicators? Hammers of Sigmar? Whichever one it is. Uh, shoot twice with all of the mm -hmm. uh, the shoot cast lists. Uh, the, the key takeaway. Uh, and he doesn't really benefit them loads. Anyway. So, uh, James, what do you think? He's really pretty. I, do you know, like, I read his war scroll <laughs> and I'm, I'll be super honest. So, oh, I saw the model. I'm a Stormcast fan. I saw the model. I was super pumped and i was like do you know what they make him really rubbish i'm buying him either way because he basically is just a lord celestine so i can use him that way okay and then i read his war scroll mm -hmm. uh, do you want to jump in no no please continue i'm very excited to hear <laughs> then i read his war scroll i was yeah. like oh my god they finally put like a dpr in uh-huh <laughs> and then i read it and i was like oh, oh. It's not that good. And then I was like, it's okay. There's a lot of rules on this war scroll. And I went through them all. Um, and I don't think they're bad. Mm -hmm. But then I also looked at the Hallowed Knights stuff because I'd never used them. And they're not great. Um, and then I think my biggest problem was I was trying to write, like, not, not a good list, but just a list that included him to have fun. And I was like, I think I'm going to struggle. And that's sad. Um, so I am. I am super pumped to get the model. I'm super pumped to paint it. Um, but I feel like he might sit like lots of my Stormcast heroes, which is that I've painted them, built them, painted them, enjoyed all of that, but probably won't see a table unless he, in the next Stormcast book, becomes well, better. Well, a little point, Marcus Rock in the chat wants to make sure you don't don't make a mistake. He's on a different base size to a regular Lord Celestine. So if you want to use make a regular Lord Celestine out of him, make sure to put him on a different base. Is he I on a bigger base size? He's on a, he's on a bigger base than a regular Lord Celestine. Yeah, I know. Excellent. I know. Nathan gets but that out helps. Of flippers. Yeah. Now, I have a positive to take away from this war scroll, which I think is quite key. Yeah. Really, really important. Mm. Is that if this war scroll is done because the Bellical War Scroll is pretty good. I quite like the Bellical War Scroll. Makes sense. Not unclear. Like you know, kind of, kind of makes sense. Mm. It feels like, feels like most of Broken Realms Bellical. We're not going to cover the rest of it. The, there's some copy and paste Night Haunt stuff. Uh, there's a, <laughs> an atrocious Seraphon Battalion and some other stuff that's not really worth talking about. But we will do it next week because it'll be a fun time. We'll enjoy the ride. Uh, is that? Let's hope the Bin Book did the Stormcast book. Like let's <laughs> hope the Bin guy did it because yeah. Because this is our first indication, and I'm thrilled. As someone who <laughs> really hates Stormcast, I'm thrilled. I'm over the moon about maybe the bin guy has done the whole Stormcast rage. Over the moon about that, James. Couldn't be more excited. He's uh, done the last two Stormcast books. It's nothing new. Uh, 
have they been bad? Uh, yeah, they've been they're bad. Mario. Stormcast are Mario. You know, okay. like you play Mario Kart. Hold on. And you're Hold like, on. Do you mean do you mean Mario Mario or Luigi Mario? Because the family name is Mario, and yet some people refer to Mario oh, as I mean Mario. Mario so he's Mario. Mario Mario. Okay, not Luigi Mario. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you know, like if you play Mario Kart mm. uh-huh. or tennis mm-hmm. or golf, okay. and you're like, cool, I want someone who is average on all stats. I don't want to be super heavy. I don't mm. want to be super fast. I just want middle because that's how I play. That's Stormcast. Mm. It's like, do you want to do you want to lose all your games? No. Because then you play Beast of Chaos. Do you want to win all your games? Then you play Dinosaurs. Do you want to just be somewhere in the middle? Take Mario, take Stormcast. Okay. All right. I love that the sales pitch for Stormcast is nailing mediocrity. Yeah. Like, that's that's their thing. It's like, do you want to not exceed but not fail? (laughs) Have we got the middle of the road for you? Well, do you want them to 3-2? Is that what you want? You want them to 3-2? Like, I, well, uh, I, th- I think that's like there's always been a building stormcast that's around three two. Yeah. Well, so Marcus Rock is making a really good point in the chat that actually, if you if you were to just pass out the stormcast results as only the the one drop or the non one drop but twelve version of the Vanguard or Raptor long strikes, and you took those into account for the win rate, but like the win rate for stormcast is very very high. It's just then mm. you've got like some absolute fucking legend who's like. Oh, I've got the three battle cats, and you're like, you fucking gangster! Like, what are you doing? He's like, I just like I'm having fun. He's like, I've got like, I've got like twenty castigators. You're like, you fucking lunatic! What are you doing? He's like, firing <laughs> yeah. these? Yeah, like, I, so... I'd like to say, I love castigators. I once had like a three month competition with someone about castigators. Hate them. You As hate in, them. which side were I you hate on? Them. I hate castigators. Why? Because they're appalling. They don't do anything. Their extra damage is against Nighthorn. Hey, they come in threes. There's a lot. Their, their extra damage definitely should have been against Death. Like that's just yeah. I don't know how their they, extra damage isn't bad. against Chaos. Like or or just just extra damage. Their toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's like compare some Marauders to some Stormcast Liberators. It's the funniest yeah. thing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway so um uh wait so a co- comedica hyena says i've got a ton of night haunt to work on i'm filled with apprehension on their new stuff coming up uh yeah like their stuff in here is not very great so that's fine uh but we'll talk about that next week more to break down next week uh which is a bit of a shame so i think ultimately if you're a Bellacor fan and you somehow managed to pick up the model that's great when he comes back in stock who knows uh, but I think you could safely buy the new one and have a great time. Also really fun if you collect a bunch of demon stuff anyway, uh, which I think is nice. Furies are actually really good, man. Like, because you can summon Love Furies. Furies. We, sh- we should have talked about those, but um, yeah, they're like 11 out of 10. Um, so yeah, uh, that's it. That's it for today. That's all we're going to talk about. Mm. Uh, so I think some interesting takeaways. Weird that the Stormcast model on its own is just a bit there, but we know well, it's no remember long- when. Remember when Garviel Shoreheart came out and suddenly it was the Shore Charge build was everywhere. It's it's odd to have a Stormcast release like that, that this that's the complete opposite. How do you mean? It's just one model. Yeah, yeah. Like remember that because they released Garviel Shoreheart and they... and he came out and then you saw immediately lists built around him because of his ability. They continually just drop one Stormcast hero though because mm. you had. Sure charge, 
You had mm-hmm. the, Lord the axe lady that was in the box. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've had this chap. There's so many named characters. Mm. Neve Black Talon. That's the one. Mm. Mm-hmm. And she moved faster with the birds through the winds. Like she did. Also toilet. Yeah. Uh, what are the, can he fight Archeon while covered in pinks? Unlikely. To fight, he can't fight pinks. Is the important point. Like, oh, he can fight them. He'll just lose. He will lose. Yeah. He'll survive that. He'll survive their combat phase. Right to their one round of shooting. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, I think uh, Stormcast is going to be a really interesting place because now, when we're seeing these new models, a good example would be I, I kind of final thought to take away with us with some of these new models that we're seeing. For example, brand new Croak. Does that mean that there are other Seraphon? Now. I'm not a conspiracy theorist by any stretch of the imagination. Earth flat, don't take vaccines, that sort of jazz. It's not really my cup of tea. Um, those people are not the smartest, but I wouldn't let Keir Starmer into a pub, so I don't know where I sit kind of in the, the <laughs> scheme of things now. Uh, but the uh, the takeaway for me here is that with a new croak, what do you two mm. think about there being the opportunity for there being more Seraphon? And I'd like to point you to a conspiracy theory being bandied around, not by me. I'd like to point out, not by me. In that, this is really important, that the fine cast models that they've given very good rules to, example, would be Croak, Bellacor, yeah? Mm. And Salamanders, right? Have performed oh, yeah. particularly well mm-hmm. as fine cast models. And do you feel that the new Croak might lead to a new Salamander model? What do you think? That's the rumour. Uh... This is our rumour engine. Our new section what about Razodons? Uh, and Razodons, sure. Razodons what about the skin candlers? Are they going to just throw those in the box? <laughs> 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 uh, yes, uh, that's a... Yeah, true. I, I, well, I mean, they need it. Look at those models. I think we'll see Saurus first. I think we'll see new Saurus before we see Salamanders. But Saurus are plastic. Yeah, but they're just hot garbage. Because how many examples of fine cast have we even really got left? Yeah, it's true. Mm. That's, that's what I'm trying to get at. That's There's a bit saying. in in destruction, but that's about it. Yeah, I okay. Wonder, I wonder how many how many are still sat on shelves. How do you mean? Like, do you, like do we think like Bellicor got good rules? Craig got good rules. Mm. They sold out of them. Mm-hmm. A new model replace them. Do we think like you wait a little bit, hope the salamanders are all gone? Maybe the salamanders are all gone. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I, the fine cast stuff's terrible. So if it goes, yeah. great. I'm all on board. I think that's the thing is if if I'm gonna be burnt alive by flipping salamanders, I'd at least like them to look good while they're doing it. You know, like don't show up and it. it to the date and kick me in the nuts show up looking nice and uh, and i think that's the thing is that salamanders are just constantly burning my bum hole and they always look like hot garbage while they do it so uh, i i would actually support them getting a glow up okay you would support them okay fascinating twitch chat what do you think uh that's interesting Remor- marauders hyped and then replaced desert hack good option there um, a new java slide chagoth that's not going to count they're never going to make new beast house models they literally don't care like, never going to do it. Like, why would they? Because you keep buying them. BC Chaos players like, like, look, yeah, I know they suck, but I'll buy 16 cockatrices. That's right, Adam, I'm talking to you. So they're like, why would we make new ones? Like, 
Um, mm. Okay. Uh, fine. Fine, fine, fine. I just thought that would be a fun way to end the show, the conspiracy mm. theory section. Yeah, I can see that. I mean, that's the way a lot of it's gone, where it's like, make them good, sell out the fine cast, drop the new model, when the stock's probably quite low. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a conspiracy theory. Not that I'd it's, get involved in those. It's, it's absolutely a theory. You've never been involved in a conspiracy theory, have you, Rob? You no, were involved in running that cult for a little while, though. It's you not have more fun as a leader. No, yeah. as a follower, but make so much money as a... um (laughs) right okay so uh thanks very much james and dan for being on the show today thanks everyone for the podcast for listening of course uh have you two got any shout outs before we head out today i am going to shout out uh i'm just gonna shout out bellacore for his time spent in the gym uh i promised myself i'd have a summer bod ready for this summer and i haven't and i'm i'm just impressed that he managed to stick to his commitment so i'm going to shout out bellacor for sticking to his goals and getting stormcast strong okay lovely lovely james what about you a big shout out to um i've got two one yeah to dan uh not to dan not to dan to yes. bellacor oh to yeah. bellacor for making dan look like an idiot because he hasn't been to the gym and bellacor house not nice. bellacor Whatever, Bellacore, you big dick. Second shout out to the people, as he's not here, I'm going to talk about it and hope he never listens to the stream. Yep. So, two, big shout out to the people that have been sending me gobble palooses for Nathan's nine gobble palooses. Nice. Yeah. Agreed. If you would like to send Nathan a gobble palooser, please just message me on Twitter and if I you... will organize them. Yeah, if you haven't listened to yesterday, uh, last week's show, um, uh, then yeah, we're on the hunt because Nathan has written a nine gobble palooser list and it's flawless. <laughs> in all ways so if anyone wants to send one in uh you guys are brilliant of course um uh i know sometimes we can deal with stuff that's like not the most fun conversation about something we love but i love the fact that we can have the conversation as a group it's brilliant Mm. and the best way to tackle it is with humor make memes take the piss attack tweet you must tweet we only tweet to save lives we the only way we can change the culture of the hobby is to tweet aggressively constantly it's the only way we can solve this nothing else will do we only are tweeting to save the hobby that's what i think and i just want to shout out to all of you uh, joining me uh, in the twit sphere to do that you're all brilliant people thanks to everyone on patreon and of course for listening live dan because you're returning where would you like to go would you like to go weird oh, yes. for the rate or would you like with, to go for a Warhammer friend? With what? A Warhammer. Would you like to go to a Warhammer person, or would you like to get weird and creepy? Oh, uh, now I'm I'm in a very strong Warhammer mood. However, however, <laughs> then you said weird and creepy. Come on, um, Dan. Okay, can you tell me how many viewers each of the channels that you're looking at have? Oh, I'm not any. Much. You just have to give me two. And then it's we're at a path. We are at the forked road. This is an adventure, very much like a soulbound adventure. Um, only like mm. this will actually end. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna say Warhammer because I find oh, it really. Oh, I, I, what? I, okay, fine. Fine. Why? Weird and creepy. Weird and creepy. Let's okay, go. Weird yeah. and creepy. Fine. Okay. You bastards. Why did you offer me a choice if you were going to shame me for deciding? You don't have to. You don't have to fall into peer pressure. This is. This is like. So you got two. You got just chatting or talk shows and podcasts. Based on my recent experience, just chatting is women in bikinis, which is fine. Pro you. Crack on. You're a. You're superstars. Talk show and podcast though. Super fucking weird. We once raided some people doing improv, and it was nuts. Uh, I'm going to go with 
talk show and podcast because if people wanted to see people in a hot tub, there's a lot of different sites for that. Okay, perfect. And right, channels so... on here. Okay, so there's a bunch of different stuff uh, in here. Ooh, um, uh, I'm trying to try and find something. Oh, news of the weird. 77 viewers. The big problem is you have to make sure you're not going like accidentally stumbling into any of those alt-right fellas. Uh, so you kind of have to like peruse a little bit like an eyeball. Uh, but there's news of the weird. They look a bit on the on that sort of side like if i'm honest okay the only other thing i was gonna say would be to to raid a really serious D stream that look like they're very in character and taking it seriously okay. um, and to try and break them uh by filling the chat with raid that would be my only other we should suggestion just go into an asmr chat and just <laughs> someone like sitting there tapping fingernails and then we're just like wrapping a board scraping uh, their nails across some of them because like some of them are very creepy like uh episode 809 or we're not sorry free expression award i bet you i bet you're not sorry um uh like they're just they're just it's all sorts being i'm sorry it's taking me a while to find there we go this looks good what are these people doing Corollist children of the song part five i think some people are doing something there we go i find a weird not very viewed D podcast for you dan Okay, how's that sound? Yeah, just I just want to break them and fill the chat. Please tell me they're in character. Hopefully, we go there and they're in full-on character. Okay, not the jacuzzi war game, and we're not doing that. So uh, the t- the raid is in the chat. Uh, one of the things we do won't do when we raid is we ask for tufts uh, because no one has tuft money, so we demand as many tufts as as they can give us. Get them to do tuft-based things. Uh, tell them it's tuft love. It's a great time. You two are brilliant people. Love you both loads. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks to everyone listening. You're all great. Um, and yeah, look after yourselves. I'll see you again tomorrow and we'll see you again next week. And yeah, 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 let's go. Thank you.